Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to discuss the Disney Channel classic, Horse Sense. Wow. Yeah. Something that doesn't feel like it was on the Disney Channel and something that doesn't also feel like a classic. It feels well, like... I mean, it was made in 1999. It is a classic by the vestige of age, if yes, anything. Yes. It's, it's honestly, I think, one of the oldest D-Coms that we've... Covered, I think, what they started around '98. I want to say so. This was about a year, a year into it. I think that's right. It felt very Ring of Endless Light. It, it did. But Ring of Endless Light was like 2001. I want to say. God, that seems so soon. I know it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. It was 20 years ago. It was time, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, we don't have any news really. We can just. Hop it's a right core, in. baby. We're it's... in the quarantine. Nothing's <laughs> happening. There's nothing, no, nothing new in production. Yeah. Um, I literally, there's nothing, ha- there's no news. There's, there's no, 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 let's just start talking about the movie. Um, this is, Emma's right, this is a weird movie because I had the same feeling she did. It doesn't feel very much like a Disney I Channel. I felt like I was movie. just watching a movie from the 90s. Like well, a yeah, 90s yeah. kids-esque movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 if it, like if this was a made-for-TV movie, not for the Disney Channel. I felt like it should have been on ABC Family. It's, I could it have It had seen big that. ABC yes. Family energy. Or mm-hmm. like Wonderful World of Disney. Mm-hmm, and actually, sure. you know what it reminded me of, which I think actually aired originally on ABC Family. I'm going to go somewhere you don't know where i'm going um but this is for the folks at home remember that made for tv movie um with melissa joan hart and i know that this is a (laughs) weird reference because because joey lawrence and melissa joan hart later starred in an abc family sitcom melissa and joey for for a long time but there was a sabrina made for tv movie where they go to australia and they find mermaids this had that level of production value it felt like it was that kind of movie it did i know exactly what you're talking we used to watch that you were recorded it off tv yes and watch i had it, it on a vhs all the time i love and it. there's like a thing where the mermaids are sick and yeah. sabrina needs to bring them some kind of magical potion or whatever that heals their fins because their fins are like gross i was in love with one of the male mermaids i think i had a sexy thing for him that's why I <laughs> what is him. it with you we've covered this on the podcast but what is it with you and male magical creatures i don't know guys. it was it, it, the goblin boy in halloween town cody a little bit from the 13th year because he loved that movie so much like when it was when on they're, they're not like other guys <laughs> Um, but the, the, so yeah we're talking about horse and you know sets. what it is I think it's also because this they're old we, we'll talk about this later but Joey Lawrence is very old Joey Lawrence is a man he's a, a full grown man and like and Melissa Joan Hart in that movie is like he's not a teenager in her 20s like, he, he's not a 24 year old playing a teenager he's a man and it's not like the usual decoms where it's like 14 year olds are the leads like this yeah. guy is a full grown adult like yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the difference here and I think we talked about this a little bit at the end of the zombies episode but I've never been someone intimately familiar with the uh, Lawrence brothers with the uh, work of the Lawrence with the, with the cinematic mastery of the Lawrence brothers, uh, they were a little so bit so weird before. that you never. What's weird is Dylan, our regular guest, Dylan, uh, is is a pretty big fan of Lawrence brothers, but he's my Who age. Describe themselves in the twenty, the year of our Lord twenty twenty, as a pretty big fan. Well, I'm saying he he likes a lot. They're of also their... not a band; like they're just yeah. three acting brothers who That's were not true. all on every project together. No, they did. Well, they had they. I think they've all like at least cameoed in some other stuff. Like the third Lawrence Brothers in this movie as a cameo. They they did have a sitcom where it was the three of them called like they were. I was just trying to describe love. it to Luke. Where like they were kind of like teen 
heartthrobs. They were like, they had some hands and energy, but they weren't like a band. They were just three actors of varying ages. Right, but it they was... They were kind of Cardassian-esque. But like, if you got one, you could easily get the other yeah, two kind of always... thing. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll show up for an episode. But yeah, so this movie is just the two, uh, Joey and Andrew. The oldest one's what? Joey. No, no, no. In the, the one that's not in this movie. What's Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Matthew. We don't have Matthew. Except for that cameo they have. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this movie's kind of weird, but I'm, I want to pose to you the number one question I was left with in this movie. Why the F is it called Horse Sense? Why is it called Horse Sense? <laughs> the, it, it's the weirdest, worst title for this movie. The, it's, it's honestly, I feel like, the most mistitled Disney Channel original movie since Geek Charm. It's a terrible it's a terrib- name. There's barely anything to do with There's horses. horses. There's, There's horses. horses. There are horses. Look, but the, the, the sense that someone has of them is never brought up. I, no, no, no. There's horses and, like, the wild horses end up being a thing, but it's not about having horse sense. Yeah. And it's horse sense of no, phrase, like, I, common I, sense. I, I was expecting them to explain that. Like, okay, so I'll just drop this right now. There's Matthew Lawrence the, is in Boy Meets World. Yeah, this is I. Okay, sorry guys, I'm googling Lawrence Brothers to try to like re up my memory. And Matthew Lawrence is the the boy in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, he was like a more legitimate yeah, he, that, actor. Uh, yeah, he's kind of in the more higher up one. So what I was saying was, is, I'll say this right now. So there's a Native American character in this film, and as anyone who watches children's television knows, that especially from the 90s and early 2000s, they never do that right. It's always a bunch of stereotypes types and cliches and it's something always, they should never touch and for offensive. some reason they always go there like, for some reason they love, they, they love that well i don't understand <laughs> it can't go um, but there's a native american character and so i was expecting Did you that, know that andrew lawrence was tj detweiler in recess yeah i didn't know oh my gosh Emma. um but so what i was concerned about is that he was going to be like oh this joey lawrence he needs to learn some horse, horse sense <laughs> and then no, joey lawrence was going to be like what's horse sense and then they were like here's spirit still yeah, ex- 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 it's, it's, it's Cimarron, Cimarron. not Cinnamon. <laughs> it's not Cinnamon. of this cinnamon bun. Anyway, but that never happens. They just call it horse sense, and I do not. It understand should be why. titled something, and I, this is just I'm, this is rough. But like Beverly Hills Cowboy, like, yeah, and that Beverly sounds Hills like a movie that exists. Like the true Beverly Hills, like that's a real. Movie. <laughs> that's something that I, that I also said to him is that yes, this movie feels like an actual movie, not an actual movie, like a bigger movie than Disney Channel usually does. Home on the Ranch. That, thank you, but like. Also, it feels like a movie I've seen before. Rodeo Drive, Wait, but not Radio. Oh, that's, rodeo, I like it. I but like Rodeo Drive. Oh, you almost said, did you say Radio? <laughs> that was good. I like that, though. I but uh, the point is, is that, like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Like, where, like, you know, the sli- City Slicker gets yeah, thrust Yeah, it's called on. City Slickers. There's a movie with Billy Crystal, <laughs> yeah, but, which is exactly... Yeah, but that's a comedy, though. That's, like, the this play... This is a comedy. No, this is a movie about loss of a family member and, like, discovering what's really and important. And you know the most important familiar relationship, that between cousins. That's true, yeah. It's not great. It's not a good thing. But here's what I'll say. Okay, hang on. Let's just... Better than in. father and son. Better let's, than mother and son. Well, also, yeah, it also has a bit of a, um, that this cousin is coming in and supplying planting the father in many ways <laughs> and because again the, our main character is 25 years yes, old and it's, it's it's weird anyway let's let's hop in so we open um on the ranch and there's cows they're making and breakfast and this it's is just, food porn okay, is what it is no oh yes it is it's, it's like frying bacon whatever did you notice how large those eggs were mm-hmm. it looked oh, yeah. like he was frying an ostrich well, egg it's like they say that's what eggs look like when they have them no that's a color <laughs> thing not the size they're chi- unless their chickens are being fed fed like human growth hormone I'm like the chicken was the size of my palm it, was <laughs> it crazy. looked it looked delicious though let's be real it looked like a hearty down home breakfast that's kind of gross out. and then we uh cut up to uh Matt I, I'm gonna change their names around so many times to Joey Lawrence no. in his room. No, damn it. And to Andrew Lawrence in his room. And he's pagging. He's working on a, like a 
piece of wood and the mom's is like his hey, character's name tommy tommy that's the thing that's tricky is that tommy and joey they both end in wise yeah. so i want it, it my brain goes there and they're also just like between the characters names of michael and tommy and then the brother's names of andrew and joey they're yeah. the most basic white boy names it's in true, the history yes. of the universe and so he she's like hey come on breakfast is ready he's, he's whittling like, something in his room yes and she's like he's a country you, boy yeah he's a thank god i'm a country boy kind of guy uh, but he does not have an accent because his this, last this is a not, Blake Shelton song. Because this is not the South. This is, takes place in Montana. I thought it was California, but apparently it's Montana. I, I believe it's Montana. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm just working on this whistle for Michael when I go to see him in Beverly Hills because he liked the one I made for him at the reunion. Uh, they so reference this reunion. They talk about this reunion. I want to see this reunion. we didn't see a we flashback of... We, didn't we should have seen the reunion in the beginning. And then had, a and then had the credits. Five years and then later. Five years later. Yeah, something. And then we would have really grasped these characters a lot better. And their obsession with one another for just cousins that don't even live in the same place. Well, it's not... I wouldn't say... I actually bought this. And it's not their obsession with one another. It's that, like, Tommy, a.k.a. Andrew Lawrence really looks younger up. one, eleven year old. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be eleven in this movie. Husky eleven year old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not blaming. I'm not gonna put this on the young Mr. Lawrence, but he does not look. He does not photograph well in this film. And it's, Luke it's, had an amazing analogy. Yeah, and, and because I know exactly what it was is whoever dressed. Whoever dressed Andrew Lawrence in the movie hated him. He did not give him clothes that accentuated how he looked in any way, shape, or form. He, and the analogy I'm referring to is that is that he looks like Dylan Sprouse once he hit that point in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. If you've watched that show, you know what I'm talking Where about. Where they started dressing him like Charlie Sheen, two <laughs> yeah. and a half men. Because they both start off as cute, precocious, like 10-year-olds, and then they age up to, like, you know, 13-year-olds. And Cole Sprouse stayed very, you know, thin as a rail. Dylan's I, face got Dylan, wider and wider. Dylan grew weird in weird places. And hey, we all grow weird. It happens to I all of us. And you can tell that he's in that weird transition And you know when you point. have like your baby fat, which I did too, where like you have like a little bit of a belly because you have like, you're like 10 and like, you know, you're eating more, but you haven't like hit pube yet. You haven't started pubing. Hit, hit pube? You know, hit puberty. <laughs> as abbreviated. <laughs> I can tell but you realize that. That's you know, like your, your appetite increases, but your body hasn't really caught up. So you get like that little layer of baby fat, which like that's where it happens to the best of us. But the costume designer was like, oh, he's in an well, awkward I'm going to accentuate that. <laughs> Tightest tank top and then a big loose bowling shirt, jeans that don't fit. <laughs> yeah, it's like they couldn't find an actual riding like, jeans. Like, I thought find, his ass crack was going to. They pop could out not find a good flannel shirt to put this child in. It's all ill-fitting and it's horrible. But he's saying like, "Yeah, I'm working on this whistle. I'm going to give it to Michael. He liked it so much. I can't wait to see him." And you know who's not in an awkward stage in his life is Mr. Yeah, because he's 27. <laughs> is Mr. Yeah, Joe Lawrence? We cut to him in Beverly Hills with the most horrifying image which is an alarm clock it's it's 12 noon he wakes up at 12 noon and he has an alarm clock that is just a woman's mouth just going it's time to get up it's noon it's time to get it's horrible. i also love that there's just the general idea of setting an alarm for noon like at that yeah. point fucking give up man like and <laughs> me it's at like, that point you wake up when if you wake i know up. i'm gonna sleep till noon it's like i there's no point in setting an alarm like your day's a wash as is like yeah, here's what so he is not an awkward phase you don't really see this in this scene but through the rest of the movie, it, they will reveal that Joey Lawrence is freaking ripped in this movie. He is cut. And the guy, whoever dressed he, him. Guys, I, his, I don't, and this is the first time in my life and this podcast, I don't even feel bad saying this because it doesn't feel illegal. He is so goddamn hot in this movie. <laughs> like, he's at his peak here. And it, it's the best he's ever looked. And here's what I will say is that I'm obviously not someone who who is generally 
able to testify to how attractive men look because that's not what I'm into. But, but I you was have like, to even but I noticed I was like, there. they he looks good and they know it. And because there are multiple shots in here that I looked at Emma after she's like, he looks great. And I was like, oh, don't worry, Emma. There are plenty of shots in here that are just for the ladies. It's all, it's all working for him. It's all working for him. It's all working for him. I'll be interested to see in the sequel, Jumping Ship, if he maintained this level of physical excellence. Um, but so he walks into his fancy, you know, Beverly Hills mansion. He's very rich. This is the first time in a long time where, like, this, these people are supposed to be rich. And I was like... That's a rich person's house. Yeah, like, I was like, these the, people look legitimately with rich. With the exception of, like, his room and the media room, which is very over-the-top, like, TV rich. Yeah. Where it's like, we have every movie ever made and a popcorn machine. Which, I mean, rich people have, but it's not, like, it just, you tell they were like, this is what a kid thinks a rich person's house is like. We kind of get the exposition between these two scenes that they are two brothers who were playing cousins, which is kind of a weird, weird. call. But fine. So Tommy is flying to Beverly it Hills. It is weird, though, because, like... Yes, they're both, but their age differential is clearly massive. I, yes. I, it, well, they it, say he's, he's 20 and he's supposed to be 11, so they're supposed to have a nine-year age difference between them. Yeah, which is a large age difference <laughs> for siblings. And so we get the ex- exposition that uh, Tommy, his dad, passed away fairly recently. Joey is the oldest. Matthew's the middle one. Oh, Matthew's the middle one? Joey is 43 right now, and then I'm like 95 oh, I totally thought Matthew was older. And then Matthew is 40. Yeah, he's the middle one. Oh, I didn't know that. Look, mm-hmm. at, look at the middle bro- the middle child getting the spotlight. Look at, look at him. Um, but I don't... I mean, I, just, I said up top, I don't know anything about the Lawrence Brothers. I just assumed. Um, but so uh, Tommy lost his dad recently. And so he's coming to visit Michael in Beverly Hills as like a fun kind of pick your spirits up. When was this movie made? 1999. Okay, no. yeah, Joey Lawrence was like 23 in this movie. Okay, that's so, about my age. He's playing 20. So, that's wait, the, wait, he was my age in this movie? Yeah. Oh, uh, I feel very insecure <laughs> Do about Do you feel my, like that's a man? I feel very insecure about my body right now. As you should, uh, because this man was cut <laughs> by the gods. And so, he's like, the mom tells him, first of all, yeah, his, both his parents are alive. They also don't directly say what their parents do. I think The they, dad's personality is just rich. I think they, I think... He's always around computers. They mention something about like insurance or like lawyers or something like that. Like that like one or the other um and he's like and the mom's like hey make sure you pick up tommy from the airport at 4 30 and he's like oh also excuse me we meet the emotional core of the film who is arlene their housekeeper oh, I love arlene. she's a great making character. him his morning smoothie yeah she's like shoving wheatgrass into a letter being like how can you eat that stuff and he's like hollywood baby, baby. <laughs> and- i also love that he's like so hot the dad doesn't appear to be in the industry no, the girlfriend's the- dad is yes and uh, it's it's very weird but like uh, uh, we meet our so we meet Arlene and she like gives him a little grief because the dad he's home at noon and he's like oh are you home for lunch uh, Michael and he's like yeah just home in between classes <laughs> and then Arlene goes yeah yesterday's and today's <laughs> like implying he doesn't go to class which you know I listen I was in college too also he lives at home in college yeah I it's yeah um so he's like oh I can't go at four thirty I'm supposed to uh, hang out with my girlfriend new girlfriend Gina. And she's like, who? Such a weird name for a young woman. Well, I, I, have, I have a theory about why her name is Gina. And that's because it, you can't spell vagina without Gina. And it is so heavily alluded to that these two are, are going, fucking, they are going they are so hot and heavy in this movie. I mean, he is in college. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm not saying it's a problem, but like, they go like so much. But up that's to- why I'm saying this doesn't feel like a Disney Channel original <laughs> movie. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like the things that they allude to and like, like are like kind of dancing around. I'm like, they, Disney wouldn't even go near it. Yeah, he is at, we actually haven't used this phrase a lot, but like the second he drops 
mentioning his name, he goes from six to midnight oh. and just stays at a hard but midnight also the all the time. The other thing that I don't understand about this movie and like could never, never made heads or tails of is like why he's so obsessed with like her dad. Like, yeah, is he I, trying to get into the movie industry? I thought that that's where they were going. Here's where like he, her dad's a film head. He def- and he says that as a big point. He's like made all these movies and everything. And I thought he was trying to be like an actor. Or yeah, something. I thought like, or, like he had a, some sort a writer of or something. Hollywood ambition, and, then, and, and like, that's why he's sucking her dad's dick so much. And then the, he doesn't care about college because he doesn't like care about the classes his parents are making him take, which are like real estate. And we just wrote a better movie. We, yeah, I, and like, and also fun fact: um, the the ranch he's gonna go to is in. Danger of financial ruin or whatever. What I thought was going to happen is he was going to convince Gina's dad to shoot a cowboy movie at the ranch. That's a better movie. You just wrote a better movie. Than <laughs> I thought this. that that was where they were going to pay that off, but that's not what happens. I just um, expected them to pay off the dad as a film exec in any way at all, and it never. What really they really is. do it and for is just why so did they, they just make him a fucking racetrack magnet? Because that's all. That's all. The reason, the only reason they have him do that is so they can name drop ninety celebrities. Oh, like you know, <laughs> you, know how, you know how kids love Kevin Costner. <laughs> that yeah, that happens. But so she's the mom's like listen i don't care about your two-week girlfriend that we haven't met and you've barely mentioned pick fair up, point mom pick, pick up your cousin you said you would do it so you have to do it and he's like yeah okay i'll make it work and so they then we cut to him in college which i immediately this is when what we were talking about like the fact that he's in college i was immediately like wait wait hang on when huh. i saw, i didn't understand what was going on at first and i thought they were trying to make him 16 because i saw the classroom i was like are they trying to make this kid in high school because no, you, but he's you can, visibly in his 20s you, and you can tell it's college because everyone has laptops and the professor handing out blue books and everything and i was like oh snap we have a main character in college in a disney channel original movie that has never, never happened. happened um and he's talking to gina and what's weird here is gina like gina is fine in this scene but she will slowly turn become and worse she will slowly become like the most vapid like i don't, I don't care but i don't like, know if it's like she's always that way and then we're supposed to be getting his perspective shift by making her more uh, terrible i don't know i don't know it seems fine in this one where they kind of compliment each other where like they're talking about how he is supposed to be going to the french riviera as a study thing at the end of the summer they also don't pay this off what do you mean like the I thought, like, he ends up just not going. Spoiler alert. He doesn't even go to Europe. Yeah. But I didn't you think that there was going to be a bigger thing of, like, his dad finding out that he was planning on, like, skipping out of the study thing to go to the uh, the Gina's mansion in Leon or whatever the fuck? No. Cause, because I knew we were never even going to get, right, get there. Right. Um, but, yeah, so there, he's saying, like, oh, that would be amazing. I guess if- we just talk about it so much. It's weird that, it's, it, that the only thing that happens is that he just doesn't go. Well, I mean, well, that and it's the, and, like, it's the, the minutia, blackmail. And the minutia of it, of, like, well, I'm going to pretend to go to a study program and then I'm actually going to go to your dad's house. And they talk about the location of the house and the town. Like, they go into such, like, they, they didn't see, need to talk about it they so do, much. Like, you yeah. would have just got it. I'll give like, you that. I'll give you that. Um, But so he, yeah, he gets his test back and he got a D on it. And I was like, oh, is there also going to be a message about him, like, failing his classes? That never comes up again. No. Um, but yeah, The dad like, sees the D later and is like, D, come on. Yeah, like, it's like, but yeah, it's, like, it's some real estate class where they're learning about land trusts and You know how you take a bunch of real estate classes in college? Yeah, that, I was so confused what by that. the fuck? I was like, what class is this? So then uh, they walk out of class and the uh, Gina's like, hey, by the way, happy two-week anniversary. I know it's tomorrow, but I wanted to surprise you. And he's like, oh, what did you get me? And she got him, like, a nice watch. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he puts it on, he's like, oh, no, is that the time? And she's like, it better be. And he's like, I gotta run to the airport. I love the watch. Thank you so much. He takes off. Um, it's supposed to be like a f- expensive fancy Beverly Yeah, Hills you, know, you know, like a Rolex or whatever. I, I don't know. And so he pulls up. And so he's late. He, it was like five o'clock when he saw it because he really because he was like, oh, I was supposed to pick him up a half hour ago. So he pulls up and he's like, hey, Tommy, traffic. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. And he's like, no, that's LA okay. traffic's crazy. Yeah. And he pulls up in his, like, I mean, especially around LAX. I'll give him that. 
And so he pulls up in like his red Porsche with the top down. Tommy hops in. This is a sick car. It's a nice car. And yeah, let's let's transition into this. Is that can I just say Joey Lawrence? fantastic actor and he is so immediately believable in this role selling it mm-hmm. i'm buying it i'm renting it i'm <laughs> getting a land trust i i absolutely love him in this like, movie he's charismatic as fuck he's that's the, the absolute word i used there's I was so just many like, things wrong so with this charisma. movie and i enjoyed every second of it went by in five minutes i was like love watching him mm-hmm. he's just you you like watching mm-hmm. him and, and let's not to say Andrew Lawrence is doing a bad job either, but he has, like, a weird role in this where, like, you don't really get what his character... Like, his character isn't as immediately, meant to be as immediately likable as the main character is. And, like, you also, like... Also, like, no one's likable at 11. Yeah, fair. Put that on a t-shirt. And it's like that you... And it, I'll stand by it. And it's like that you... And they do a good job where, like, you like Michael so much that it pisses you off to see him make these mistakes. Yeah, like, I, like, I was immediately bought into him. Yes. You could keep, Luke was watching this movie with me, and I was like, come on, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, when he's, like, leaving the kid alone, like, yeah. I was very disappointed. Well, and, and, and so that comes later. It just kind of starts off that you can tell, like, he doesn't, he's not like, and this, again, was a smart choice by the filmmakers, is that they were, they, he's not like, oh, my cousin, I have to entertain my cousin. And he's not mean. He's not mean. He And he says, like, I'm really excited you're here, man, and, like, happy to see him and stuff like that. He's but he, just distracted. He's just so in his own head and in his own, like, world, world that he and just. And in the way that we all were when we were in college in 20, like, <laughs> the things that are important are not really important, like, your friend's party that, like, if you don't go to, you're going to, like, die. But, yeah, like, or really this girl matter. you've been seeing for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so then it cuts to dinner that night. The mom is sitting and he and uh, Michael are eating with her. And she's like, so how's your mom doing? Which is her sister. And he's like, great. And he's like, so are you excited to be in uh, LA? I heard you really want to go mm-hmm. to Disneyland. And I got so excited. I, I, didn't you think they were going to go? Because I, I was like, how easy would it be to just say, hey, can you clear out like a part of Disneyland that we can shoot the five minutes of the yes. movie in? Like, it's, it, I, I, there's never been a Disney Channel original movie where we see Disneyland as far as I'm aware. He's like, yeah, I really want to go to Disneyland. I'm really excited. And, and there's also a part where they break down, like, Disneyland strats, where he's like, oh, we can't go on Saturday. It's going to be way too good. We got to go on I Monday. I all the strats. I, yeah, I, I know, but I was like, it was such a meta moment of being like, hey, kids, if this you want to go to Disneyland, here's when you got to go. Is Monday. I don't know if Joey Lawrence was just saying that because he wanted to, like, binge drink on the weekend. He's partying also. This, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, he's well, in no, college. Assume, he's sleeping till noon. They're not showing it, but he's fucking partying. Well, I also assumed that it was, A, he didn't want to go tomorrow because he had Gina anniversary yeah. stuff to do, one. Two is that it was a reason to not go to class. Was be like, oh, I'm taking my uh, Tommy to Disneyland. I can't go to class. Yeah, today. I just thought he didn't want to waste his weekend yes. with the kid, and because like weekends are king, obviously. But even if that was a lie, it's a good lie because it is right. Don't go on a yeah, weekend. Don't go on a weekend. And so then the dad walks in, and I'm like, oh great. So you know the family is all gonna like spend some time together, whatever. And the parents are like, hey. this was hilarious. <laughs> and I, I, was, like, I actually and the family. So the mom and dad, the dad walks in, and they're immediately like, all right, well, good to see you, Tommy. Have fun with Michael. Bye. And I was like, what? And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we have this insurance thing in Palm Springs or whatever, and like, uh, so we can't be here this weekend. And she's like, I wish the timing was better. And they also don't, I don't understand how long he's here for because they make it sound a like week. Is it or is it just the weekend? I have, no, I have no idea. Because they make they make it sound when he says like we're gonna go on Mondays, he's here for the weekend, and he's gonna take him on Monday, and then they like are gonna leave. On the, he has to leave on that Tuesday, so he's just coming up for the weekend. Because what kind of seminar are they at that lasts a I week in no Palm idea. Springs? I can't get bogged down with the timelines of these movies because everything moves so quick. And they're like, it's yeah, a month. Is, like, that, I, that, I will say this movie actually is pretty well written, but right up front, time has no meaning in this film. Yeah. So 
They're like, all right, bye. And he's like, yeah, all right, good to see you, whatever. They literally don't even have a meal. They sit down and have like a glass of water and oh, they're no, the like, gotta run. The dad eats nothing. The dad does not sit down and eat. He doesn't even sit. He's standing. The yeah, whole scene. See, the mom just gets up and joins him in the car or whatever. You haven't seen this kid. And also, like, this is something that I want to say up top before we get into the recipe. This kid's dad apparently, like, just died. Oh, and, yeah. like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, these people couldn't call and cancel and be like, yeah, you know, like, what we actually, like, my brother in law yeah. is dead. Or, like, and, like, or just like, hey, can you come next weekend? We have thing yeah, like, like like you guys are rich you can't eat the plane tickets like really and so anyway sorry michael shows tommy like the media room and he's like yeah we got this like massive and this is like smart house levels of over-the-top technology or there's this big universal remote it's like the size of a pizza box that's got like huge buttons on it that you used to use everything he's like yeah we got every movie ever and a popcorn machine he's like now listen i gotta go also they stopped in the car earlier to pick up a gift for gina he's like i gotta go give this gift to gina i'll be back in like five minutes but just be free to watch you know feel free to watch tv and then but, he fucks and then he well hang on the most he's laying pipe the, the most important thing, we'll get to that in a second. What's the most important thing that happens in the scene is he's like, yeah, check this out. And there's the big wall and he turns it on. And what starts showing up? Now, we, listen, audience, we have presupposed before that certain Disney Channel original movies take place in the same universe. This, this movie cannot, like, you can't argue this with me, takes place in the Brink universe. No, it doesn't because the Brink is a movie. No, it's, Emma, it's the competition. It's a TV, the competition was televised and also took place in California. The competition is going on oh, as, as that is happening. And so he just turned the TV on. And oh, the, live? It's a live coverage of the skate competition. It's this, and what, they'd like freaking a mile away down at the beast. Guess what's happening? Brink is having his climactic race against Val. It's a great, cause it's, it's in real, in the movie terms, it's just they used footage from Brink of Val skating or whatever. Yeah. And you barely have to see it. But for me, it was, Everything. This movie takes place in the Brink verse, and it's fantastic. He's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna pop out for five minutes. Be right back. Watch a movie. I'll catch up with you later." And Michael's nope. And Tommy's like, "Uh, yeah, all right, whatever. I understand." And then we cut to the next morning, and he's talking to Arlene. Arlene made him breakfast, and he's like, "Oh, do you know when Michael's gonna be in?" Which implies he, he did never not, came. He home. never came back. He gave that necklace or whatever to and Gina, she was thrilled. and they just boned all, all night, night long. long. Like it's this is what we were saying, everybody, is that they are doing everything. Thing they can to imply that these and he two, was out fucking all night yeah. long. He shook her all night long. So then it, it goes to the next day and he's like, awesome, so like, what are we going to do? And he's like, can we go to Adventureland, which is like some, even, it, is it, that? that's just something they made up. Some like, you know, arcade or something, I don't know. And he says, my friend Mule went there and said it was a blast. And I was like, hang on, is your friend, did you say your friend's name is Mule? And no You'll one, meet him later. You'll meet him later. But I was just like, all right, we're going to have to circle back on that one. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do all that, but I just got to go run a couple of errands real quick and then we'll be right back and we can knock it out. And he's like, oh, okay. And he goes and eats his breakfast. And then he tells Arlene that like one of these days I'm going to make you breakfast, Arlene. Which he is not, does. Which, yeah, but like what's weird is it's ostensibly the same, the breakfast she made, it was the same breakfast the mom made him where it's eggs and bacon and toast and like everything that we saw. And then later on, he like makes her a full steak sandwich and is like, that's breakfast. And I was like, are you implying that people from Montana just eat steak sandwiches for breakfast every Looks single like day? Sandwich. It did, but I was he like. He wanted to return the favor. I he's not I, used to being waited on. He's a down home no, boy. No, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that, but I was like, why a steak sandwich? 
sandwich for breakfast. It's very confusing. Wrong thing. So then we have a whole montage of Andrew Lawrence just wandering around this mansion, this mansion, lassoing statues, kicking leaves, playing tennis with a robot, and he's clearly never played tennis before. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just like, meh. And this is where I I got the sense whoever dressed this boy hated hated him because we see him in like seven variations of this outfit. The jeans don't fit at all. It does not. They're not even on the right part of his ass. It's awful. It's just he looks like a shapeless mass in these clothes. And so then we cut the montage ends and freaking Joey Lawrence walks in the kitchen wearing a Miami Vice guys, white guys, suit with a, a white blue suit undershirt. With a blue and it's a three button jacket. Oh yeah. And only the top button is buttoned, <laughs> which is an insane Well, decision. you gotta see the abs. Well, you gotta have those ready to just so pop So right up. under his nips that's where he buttoned it and then it opens into a V. It's fantastic. He literally looks like he's going to a Miami Vice convention. He looks like a Coke dealer, but a nice one. Yes, where like he owns the club. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, Tommy, how's it going? And Tommy just like storms off and he's like, what's the kid's problem? And he's like, and Arlene's like, you freaking dickhead. She doesn't say that. She you, basically does. She basically, this whole he, movie, I think people are going to swear. They, and it they, sounds like they're about they, yeah, to. Yeah, like there's so many swears you put in this movie and make it a, a tight PG-13. She's like, this kid has not left the house since he's been here. And she and he's like, pfft. I'm taking him to Disneyland next week. And she's like, next week is now. He's leaving tomorrow. Why does he have no concept of so That's what I'm saying is that I think he gave it on the Friday and then spent the weekend boning Gina or whatever and partying. And then Monday, he's, and then now it's Monday. And, and he's leaving on Tuesday. And he's leaving on Tuesday. That's what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, he's leaving tomorrow, you idiot. And he's like, oh, man. Like, and he immediately feels bad. And this is what I'm saying. It's a good. He does have a conscience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a good balance of this character that, like, you still, he's not so much of a jackass that you dislike him. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of, like, lost. And you, mm-hmm. you understand that. And he's like, hey, Tommy, guess what we're doing today? Disneyland. Let's go. And then we're going to go to a Medieval Times knockoff that I don't remember. No, they say Medieval Times. No, they don't. They say, like, Knights and something. Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, Knights of the Round Table. It's it's Medieval Times. It's Medieval Times. My brain hurt me. Where you can eat and watch a show or whatever. And he's like, let's do that right now. Let's go. And Tommy's like, you can see him. Like, and this this is where Andrew Lawrence is good. Yeah. You can see him be like, really? You're not going to bail? We're going to do it? He's like, yeah, let's get in the car. Let's go. So they start driving to Disneyland, and I was like, oh, oh, we're going to see it. We're going to do it. And then uh, he goes, he gets a phone call. What permits do you need? It's your company. Anyway, he gets a phone call from Gina, and Gina's like, hey, guess what? Daddy uh, surprised me, and he flew in tonight. Where he wants to to meet you. Can you let? And he's like, oh, I really, really can't. I promised Tommy I'd take him to Disneyland. She's like, oh, but daddy's only here for one day. She doesn't talk that badly, but it's like He's You're getting this at the heart of it. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I can just do it for a little bit. And so but he's, why is he so obsessed with meeting her dad? Because he's like that, 20 year old boys. Because I get he's so the promise rock of, hard about Gina. Like I get he, the promise of sex. Like, yeah, you got to get over there and get your rocks off. But like, <laughs> what is meeting her dad going to do? Like I, and like, if you're not like well, having because, him because, wanting because to she, be in the industry, would have made so much more sense. But also because she would be upset with, she was saying she would be upset with him if he yeah, didn't I guess. go. And so he couldn't get his rocks off as it were. And so he dumps Tommy at like a Chuck E. Cheese's, but not like, like, like a play place. Yeah. Like, and, oh, like a discovery zone. Yes, exactly that. Where it's like tube slides and. And just like signs him in and is like, go crazy. And it's clearly for like toddlers. Like it's yeah. not for 11 year olds. And so he's like, I used to go here all the time. You're gonna have a blast. I will be back in like an hour. I'm really sorry about this. Bye. And he's like, yeah, cool, great. And so then we cut to the- Here's a fun question for the screenwriter of this movie. Why didn't they just have him bring the kid along? That's a better scene. Because he would have seen the horses and been like, this is abuse and freaked out and And embarrassed embarrassed him. him. And then that would have led to more conflict 
and a fight in a better scene. Yeah. Also, my question was this, was it really easier to rent out this discovery zone and make a horse track set than it was to go to to Disneyland? I know. But you need them to fight. You need them to not go to Disneyland and have there be this big blow up. Yeah. But wouldn't it have just been easier to just bring him to the racetrack and have the blow up happen? Because because he, because Joey Lawrence let him down and then because Andrew Lawrence embarrassed Joey. That's a conflict. That's, yeah, that would have been better. And yeah, so we cut to the racetrack and like this guy, they got to be the dad is the most like, what's like caricature of a film director where he's got like the poofy, what, like not an, it's an he's ascot. He's dressed like a villain in like a most dangerous game. He's like he's gonna hunt people. <laughs> he's got like a smoking jacket. An ascot and, an and a smoking ascot. jacket. He, if he had like a captain's hat on it, I would buy it. And he's just like, oh, how do you do it, Michael? He's pick all, like Thurston how Howell. Yes, exactly. Like Thurston Howell. He's like, how do you pick all the winners, Michael? He's like, it's a vibe thing, sir. You just gotta vibe the horses. And, and he's, he's like, like, pip, pip, cheerio. Yeah, he's not British. And, but he's like, oh, you actually, I really got to go, sir. And he's like, oh, no, you need to keep picking my winning horses. And he's like, yeah, of course, I'm going to stick around. Don't worry about it. And so then some amount of time passes and he does run out and he hops on his car and he pulls out and he backs into a woman's car, has a car accident. And he's like, hey, listen, really sorry. I'm having kind of a family emergency. Here's my, all license, my info. license, registration, insurance number. Take all that. Give me a call. We'll sort this all out. It was totally my fault. And she's like... Okay, great, cool. I uh, hope everything works out. Not a con. I was expecting there to be a whole thing. Super easy. Handled that like a person. I was proud of him. So then he goes to the kid place where he dropped Tommy off. And there's a way too freaking long scene of him like running through the tube slides looking for Tommy. It's like, like a bunch of just weird physical comedy where he's like yeah, falling down. And, and it really doesn't fit in this movie. And I was like, no. of all the places you like. The thing, you know, there was a Disney exec that was like, we need more physical slapstick. And I they were like, yeah, okay. of, like you, of all the fat you could have cut from this movie, that gold had to stay in. And so then he just asked the lady, he's like, I'm here to pick up Tommy. Uh, what is their last name? <laughs> Gun to my head. I have no idea. Hmm. Oh, uh, Michael Woods. I do remember them saying that, and Tommy Biggs, which I think, I have no memory. I think of that they only they, I think they only say that in like this scene, and then I think maybe someone calls the mom Mrs. Biggs in some some point. Now the point. Um, he's like, I'm here to pick up Tommy Biggs, and he's like, okay. Uh, the the attendant's like, oh, he called Arlene to pick him up, and he said that he was worried something had happened to you, so he's because he's been gone like hours. Oh yeah, yeah. And so he gets back. At home, and he's like, hey, Tommy, I'm really sorry. Like, time got away from me, whatever. And he's like, you only care about yourself, man. And he's like, this is the blow up where they, yeah, this is where, like, he's made a, and this isn't like him not prioritizing brother. He's full on made a dick move. Yeah. And like, screwed over the kid. And he's just like, I'm done with you. Like, meh. And the parents come in and catch this blow up. Yes. And the dad's like, what's going on in here? Like, how was Disneyland? Yeah. yeah. And the, actually, the little kid, Andrew, covers for him and goes, it was everything I expected. Yeah, I expected him to totally, like, just tell on him and be like, oh, we didn't freaking go. And he does still do that, but he bides his time. Like, so he like to the mom. Yeah, like the little mastermind he is. And so... I actually kind of took that more as, like, I don't think he wanted to get him in trouble like with this pair but I think like once you come home you can't really hide that from your yeah, mom but as like, an 11 year old they're gonna ask would, you about Disney right and, like, and the mom you think the mom wasn't gonna say anything to her sister I don't know you're 11 um but so he's like listen I got caught up at the track and he's like oh that's great you not only did you blow me off but you went to see animals get abused and he's like okay that seems a little much and I, look, I'm not in any way, shape, or form qualified to talk about whether or not horse racing is animal abuse. I don't know anything about it. But, like, this is it what... It seems like a weird stance for Disney to take. I it, It's what... It's the thing that made me... This is what we're talking about with the why this movie's called Horse Sense. I think they had this movie script about city slicker, 
coming to the ranch, learning from his brother. And they want but to they, then they just had the word shoehorn and then on, horse racing. The, no, 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 no. But on the storyboard, they just had the word horses? Question mark. And like, and they couldn't figure out how. They knew they wanted horses to be a part of it, but they couldn't figure out how to work. Slot that it into the rest. Slot it. So they just kind of try multiple times. They had horse rights written. But yeah, question I mean, mark. Rights. Rights for horses. It's weird. Um, There's just a lot of stuff about like wild horses, horses in captivity, like yeah. the, the rights that horses have as beings. I don't know if this movie needed that. Right. And if you're not going to do like a Ring of Endless Light, which is all about like dolphins. Send those dolphins free. Send them not catching dolphins in cages or whatever, in the nets, then they don't. Did, that's why this reminded me of Ring of Endless Light, was that same animal weirdness where it's like yeah, but no slow one, no music one could, no one, free animals. No one could talk to the, to the horses yeah, in this true. movie. What if that's what the horse sense was? You could sense. What if they were gonna be able to and they cut that part of it? And then they just kept the title horse sense? Yes. Like he goes to the ranch and then he can realize he can talk to horses. Yes, oh. That's a better movie. Is it though? I'm not sure if it is. Better worse movie. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been more fun, made for more, more fun to talk about. So then the dad's like, also, I saw the dent in the back of your car. What happened? It's like, oh, hit and run. Hate to see you it happen. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Which, how was? How did he think he was going to get away with that? The parents, parents ostensibly see your insurance. And pay for his insurance. Oh, also, yeah. When he says the abuse thing, I, at this point, we're like 30 minutes in. I was like, I'm going to be honest. I forgot this movie had anything to do with horses. I yes. forgot. Like, if you had told me. The not, name of it is horses. If, if you had told me up top the not the name of this movie. Like, if you had played the movie and not told me the name. I would have, and then said, like, at this point, the movie's called Horse Sense. I would have been like, why? <laughs> um, so then it, we do a hard cut. To there dinner. is a lot of setup. Like this yes. setup for this movie is like, and I do like showing the Beverly Hills sequence of him ignoring him. Yeah, but it really is long. Yeah, it is, and like that's part of the reason why. And we'll get there later. Is that like once he gets to the ranch, it all goes by so fast. Like I think the pacing is kind of messed up in that way. But I do think you need these scenes. But it cuts to dinner the next night, and he like walks in. His parents are sitting down, and he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" He does not realize. The is. the firestorm he has coming this way, and Arlene like gives him a plate and like plops it down, and she's just like, "Oh, you saw." Arlene pissed. Ar- well, no, she's not even necessarily that. She just looks at him and was like, "Bitch, you don't even know what's about to happen." <laughs> you don't know the storm that's a brewing. Yeah, and so he's like, I mean, the parents are just like looking at him, like, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "She's mom's like, I got a very interesting call from my sister that you didn't even take Tommy to Disneyland. You, he barely saw you. Like you just and like the dad says like." Sounds like most of the entire time he was here, you either weren't here or you were sleeping. Uh, and Or he was sleeping somewhere else, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they didn't really address that part. No. And so, like, he's like, okay, look, I realize I messed up. I made it, I didn't do right by Tommy. So what I'm going to do. Oh, now we're not there yet. He's trying to like defend himself at first. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just got caught up with things. I didn't mean to be mean to him. He's like, I got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. And then she's like, and he's like, and he's like, I was doing stuff with Gina. And she's like, hey, we talked about this. You can't prioritize Gina over your own cousin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then there's a doorbell ring. And this threw me when it was happening is like the dad goes to get it and there's police officers there. Yes, this was such a weird beat. Yeah, and I was and he I was like, where is this going? And then it's like, uh, he's like, we're looking for Michael Woods. And he's like, yeah, it's my son. He's like, well, yeah, he was involved in a car accident and gave the woman some wrong information. Luckily, she noticed his license plate and told us that he didn't give her the right information. And so then it cuts to like they were at dinner. Now they're in like the living room, and the dad he's like sitting in the shame chair. I also didn't get this because they don't set it up properly. You don't see him like grab an incorrect card or like grab the wrong like like because I was like, oh my god, he gave false information. Like I really thought he did it on purpose. Yeah, he the way he makes it sound is that I I assume he did do this is that it was just he was writing so fast he wrote down the wrong numbers. I, but like it's not my point is that it's not clear 
like it's not clear whether or not he did it on purpose or yeah, if he was yeah, just yeah. really trying to scam this woman. No, no, I agree. And so I want to believe the best of Joey Lawrence, but they don't really make it clear if it was an accident or not. Or if right. And so he's and like this is I just love this because it's like the worst time for this to have happened. Like right when they're raining down on him for how badly when he treated it rains, Tom. Of course, baby. Exactly. And so he's like, he's like, I can't believe. First of all, you told us it was a hit and run. You freaking lied to your parents. Bad. And he's like, you blew off Tommy. You're an asshole. He's, and so he goes, your uh, end of the summer Europe trip is now seriously in question, which is one of the most I love rich. I it's not even canceled. Yeah, which it's one like, of the most, it's one we're of not most, even a canceled yet. One of, one of the most rich white people senses ever said, your end of the year European getaway is in it's serious question, young man. And he goes, all right, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take some money out of my truck. Well, I'm gonna, first, I'm going to call Tommy, apologize profusely, and I'm going to take some money out of my trust fund. I also love how he keeps throwing around this trust like he's like really contributing. Like, that's still your dad's money. Yeah. It's, it's just because it's in a different bank account doesn't mean it's not still just coming from your right. dad. But, but I think like the implication was that it's like it's money that is being set aside for him. And so he's saying, I'm going to use some of it to correct my mistakes. And he's like, I'm going to call Tommy, apologize. I'm going to take something from my trust, fly him back out here. We'll do it all right. Also, just not, not to get into the nitty gritty of things that no one cares about, but like, what fucking trust fund do they let you access at 20 <laughs> years old? Literally none. No one. Well, I mean, to be fair, they address that later on. In what way? Because he goes to the bank and is like, I need money for my trust fund. And he's like, there's so many penalties if you take the money out right now. And he's like, yeah, but I still want it because I need it. Yeah, get- no, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying like, even the fact that he can go in and say, I need to take this money out. Oh, okay. That is not usually allowed. I don't know how trust no, works. Like, I, no, you don't. But yes. like most trust funds, if you do. I especially don't know how land trusts work. I, now I do. We're going to talk about that. But most trust funds, if it was like a legitimate hefty trust fund from a, a rich relative, they would have, they have clauses written in that's like, you can't access till you're 30. Because okay. they don't want you to be 19 and being like, I'm going to take all this money out and go to Aruba. Because like, they know that people are idiots. <laughs> right. Like, There's usually age clauses written. Fair enough. But so he goes, um, take the money out, get Tommy back out here, do Disneyland, all right. I'll fix up the Porsche. This is all on me, but I'm going to do I'm gonna do this. And the dad's just like, that's not what the trust fund's for, Jackass. Yeah, it isn't. And, and he's like, you can't just talk your way out of this one. And I'm like, this is also where the movie kind of trips in terms of like messaging, not just the horse thing, where it's like, he's not really talking his way out of it. Talking, he kind of had a plan. Yeah, talking his way out of it would be like, it's not my fault. Like, I just got caught up in it. Lying. Like, like lying like he did about the hit and run. That kind of thing. But when he's like, okay, look, I'm going to do this thing that's going to like be at a cost to me, not you guys. Kind it wasn't of, a bad kind plan. Of. It wasn't a terrible plan. It, it's just like, they, they have this weird understanding of like, there's also a thing later where it's like, you can't just take a quick fix to fix everything in life mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, you're not, the, the idea of what you want is there, but you're not perfectly there, I'm afraid. And so he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fly out to Montana. You're going to work on your aunt's ranch for free for a month. And if I hear one bad report from Tommy or Jules, I think that's the mom's name, um, that you're not doing work as requested and you're just being lazy or whatever, you are not going to Europe at all this summer. And he's like, uh dad come on and then just like hard cut to it happening yeah um he like arrives in montana in his like slick black leather he's got like black leather cowboy boots and it's like he says it's all like he looks insane in the best way he's in like all black he has like black leather boots like a fun like one of those fun western jackets that have like the white cowboy hat oh god it's so right he gets getting out of this tiny ass man this is where that other lawrence brother has a candy yeah he he, like walks out like and the dude just sets his bags in front of him he's like okay i guess no one's carrying my bags and he bumps into a guy and he just and the guy is matthew lawrence and he just like lifts his head and it's just like oh boy this kid's outfit yeah he's 
he's like, gosh, like, oh, this kid's gonna die out here. And so Jules and Tommy pick him up, and they're like, uh, nice. Tommy's mother looks to be Joey Lawrence's age. They look like peers, and it's very disconcerting. Yeah, I, I didn't get that necessarily on my watch through, but I'm, that's all I'm gonna talk about when she was watching. They me. have a palpable romantic chemistry. I, I think they fucked on the side of this movie. <laughs> I didn't pick up on it, but I was very into it. And the thing is, is that like, there is kind of a small meta narrative that if you look at it from the outside, that does seem like Michael is replacing the dead father. Yes, that's a, there. there's a weird thing there. There's a weird thing there. So they get in the truck and the mom's like, I got to stop somewhere real quick. And he's like, okay, cool. Can I get a latte somewhere? And she's <laughs> like, no, you won't find that. There's no coffee shops. And so I was like, wait, is there no coffee in Montana? Is that the of that which weird i guess i guess um and so she goes into a bank and like you don't see the conversation but she just like walks out and like shakes her head to tommy and michael doesn't notice i think maybe they've mentioned it at this point that they're in financial straits or like they mentioned at the beginning that someone needs to stay at the ranch for he, no, no. in the very beginning he's like i can't leave. he's going to beverly hills and he's like i feel bad leaving you alone mom like you need me and she's like i'll be fine for a week again i don't think this is great parenting she's really letting an 11 year old know a lot about their terrible financial situation giving him a lot of stress yeah he's got a lot on his shoulders this kid a lot on his shoulders he already ostensibly is one of the main workers on this fully functioning yes, cattle yes, ranch really a key point so it's I, pretty fair when he's like you were gonna have a tough time without me I get that this is summer vacation and everything, but does it, do you think this kid goes to school? I don't think they have a school. I didn't <laughs> see it. Didn't hear anything about it. Well, it's summer vacation, so I understand that. But I was like, it seems like this kid works full time on this cattle ranch. I don't know when he had whatever. He has to get up at like four in the morning. Yeah. I don't he know. He goes this, to bed at six. I don't know if this kid goes to school. Okay. I Google their ages. Joey Lawrence is 23 here and Andrew Lawrence is like 11. That's like a 12 to 13 year age difference, um, which is the exact age difference that him and the mom have. The, the woman is 13 years older than him. Oh. So they're exactly, he's right in the midpoint between the two of them. Mm, it's She's not- only like 30 in the movie. Or 33. Right. So if he's like 11, she must have had him like when she was Michael's age. There's that ranch. That's that ranch life. Let's go to How do you know what ranch life I is like? I know all about ranch life. You have babies quick. Anyway. Horses get stuck in I'm, mud. <laughs> babies get stuck in mud. Babies are in mud. You're <laughs> a baby. And you got to have a lot of kids because two of them are going to get gonna, snake gonna bit. going to get trampled. You always lose two to trampling. <laughs> They're going to die of consumption. <laughs> <laughs> um so mule had a daughter you never saw her mule how do you know mule had a daughter he could see it in his eyes <laughs> she died in that so speaking of when, when the he, she died when the buggy went over the ravine so uh mm. they get to the ranch that horse named cinnamon killed her <laughs> Um, so we get to the Spots. ranch. We meet, we meet Mule, and we meet Mule, who's a native, Spots was a- we meet Mule, who's the Native American gentleman that we talked about previously, who's a fine character, and thankfully he's not, he doesn't a, really do much, you know, but I'm he's, happy he's, he's not just on like, screen, because I know like, they wouldn't have handled it He's just it well. like, he's totally just a dude who works on the ranch. No, I was worried that he was going to be like, oh, the spirit of the horse I runs. I'm really in this. glad they didn't even. I'm very glad they didn't even take a swing at that. He's just a guy. He seems nice, whatever. More interesting to me is the gentleman named Twister, who's like the hard ass of this. 
rant. You always said it really well. Say the thing, like, Twister always seems like he's swearing, even Twister. though they don't have him swear. He seems like Joe Pesci when they got him for Home Alone, where they're like, Joe, you realize you can't swear on the set of this film. But this and you can hear him choking back fucks, like, like, like every this line. This man looks like he was born to say, what the hell's going on here? He's like, what tarnation? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's just the most, like, pastiche of a At cowboy. At one point, he's like, you can see, he's like, what the darn? You could see how he's, hard that darn is for him. He wants he to say like, damn. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, yeah, what is it? And he's like, oh, that's what it is. You just don't give a darn. Yeah, it's like, was, he wants to say damn. And I was like, come on, let Twister say damn. Um, But I also wrote down Mule and Twister, the dynamic duo, <laughs> back at it again. I would have loved to see me with just those two going on a buddy, buddy trip. I don't know. I just Cross country on horses. about those names and like the fact that they work together. I was like, Mule and Twister, what characters? So then it gets to later that evening and he called, he's calling Gene on the phone and there's like seven of these goddamn scenes. They where talk on the phone so much and, uh, the, and the scenes are all the same. Her reciting different information about the South of France and him <laughs> being distracted. Like they're or all like, the same scene. Well, this is the first one and this is really the one you needed in my opinion was just him being like, oh, if I can't work the whole month, I can't go to the French Riviera. And he, at this point he's like, it sucks here. I'm all dirty and like whatever and like these scenes are a problem for me because there's I feel like there's absolutely it's very unlikely he would he would have cell phone re- reception in 1999 I yeah, never use that obvious gag like why would you need to want to pay Gina more money to appear I, in that, more of this there, movie that is the obvious gag that they just didn't even try to attempt or at least do a gag where like you can only get cell phone reception in like one spot standing on like the, the roof or, or like, something or falls. like sitting by the tree or whatever that's where the physical comedy could have been yeah I, you know and so I feel like we've gotten to this point in D comedy where like now we're like still making fun of these movies. We're also writing the movies. To I'm be writing better. a completely different movie. Yeah, though. but like they, like I feel like we do this every movie we watch. And I was like, oh, if they'd done this, it'd be so much better. Um, so he's like, yeah, whatever, and he doesn't realize he's under a treehouse where Tommy is, and uh, he's like, how long have you been standing there? And oh my god, that treehouse! I just thought about the scene. Yeah, we're gonna we'll get there. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, just a minute. I just wanted to take you inside and show you how the TV worked in case you want to, like, watch some TV and relax tonight. And he's like... It's such a boring way to sabotage someone. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's such a boring sabotage. His attempts at sabotage are very strange in this movie. And it doesn't, like... I think because they didn't want him to be, like, full-on, like... I mean, I like them both. But, like, when you're doing a fun little buddy, like, war of, like, city slicker versus cowboy... They're so scared to make anyone unlikable that yeah. none of them actually do anything that, like, wild or funny or crazy or entertaining. Totally. I agree. It's it's kind of... He kind of, like, half-asses Savage. That's exactly what I was like, say, is they, You can if you want. And he's like, I told you about the truck. Yeah, like, it, it lands it, in a weird middle ground. but also, Which is an interesting... But it also does kind of work because, like, it works in a way because it's like you can't complain to the mom that, like, yeah, he... Like, if he told... If he was telling him, like, yeah, you have to sit up on the roof all night and count how many crows fly by and then that's not a job you have to end up doing or whatever like then he can be complaining to the mom and he's like i can't but she'll be like tommy i can't believe you made you do that but he just gives him jobs that need doing but he like does it in such a roundabout way that, that he makes it harder for and him. i get that that's good because it won't get him in trouble but that's also boring it is boring i agree with you but i i'm just saying i think that's one of those things that looks good on paper but in the actual world, it's not interesting. But so he takes him into the house and is like, yeah, the satellite picks up like a ton of channels, which I am amazed they have that good of television in 1999 yeah, it- on a cattle ranch. And so this is the stupidest thing in the whole movie is it's in this big cabinet that's like old and he's like, that's an old cabinet. And he's like, yeah, it was from my dad's family. It got brought out here on a covered wagon. Um, and Why do they do and this? And it's been like, it was my mom and dad's wedding gift, this antique. And he's like, oh, I bet my mom would love it too. She loves antiques. And so I immediately thought, okay, 
this cabinet is going to be incredibly important later on in the film. There's going to be like money in there. There's going to be like the deed to the cattle ranch or that something. That is 110 percent right. Because obviously there's trouble and like something's going to be up with this cabinet. Oh, did we talk about the fact that when they go into town, the mom has that ominous look after the bank, and that's how yeah, yeah. I, I told you she came out and shook her head yeah, about the bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, as the viewers, know they're in trouble, especially. But, but Michael Joey does Lawrence not. Is still does not totally know. in the dark. Like but so he's like, yeah, so feel free to stay up and watch some TV. I'm going to hit the hay. He's like, you're going to go to bed? It's still light out. He's like, yeah, but I had a big day, so I'm just going to knock out early. And he's like, all right, whatever. And then so it cuts to like 4.30 in the morning. The sun's not up. And uh, Andrew Lawrence just walks in with a triangle, like a full-on triangle. Triangle. And he goes, and then he's like, ah. And he's like, come on, time to get up. And he's like, it's not light out yet. And he's like, yeah, I know, but we got, you know, work to do or whatever. He's like, yeah, but I just went to bed like three hours ago. And he's like, oh, man, you shouldn't have stayed up so late. I don't know what to tell you. And this is the kind of light sabotage that is like, okay, like, got him. Like, Mm -hmm. good. Like, he's tired. Yeah, and it ends up not really affecting anything. No, it doesn't do anything. He's fine. He he falls asleep on the job. He goes down stairs has some coffee and he's like oh this kind of sucks man and like there's a joke where she makes everybody breakfast and he has never seen eggs that color like we mentioned and he asks for turkey bacon and twister's like bacon comes from a pig not a turkey boy i love how like also like in 1999 like i know what they're doing and it's trying to make him sound la yeah it's like like now the that writing would be like he asks for a green juice or like like, do you have any wheat grass do you have any almond milk or like something like that but in this one is this gluten free like yeah the most like hipster thing they can think of is like turkey turkey bacon bacon, which is like a very what a time we were in in 1999 it's like they're. It's like he's asking for fucking oat milk. Like it's such a such a wild and concept. And so he. And honestly, like I'm gonna get you guys behind the scenes real quick, listeners. Is that like I just scroll. I, I'm scrolling on my notes, and like the rest of this movie is one page. Seriously, because, for me, because like. All of this is happens so fast. Like we're, we're you're right. The ranch is supposed to be a month, and it happens in forty it happens seconds. Super quickly. Like I, I do not have many notes on the rest of this movie. So excuse if excuses if we breeze through a little bit. So day one is he doesn't. He's like, oh, you don't want to spend your whole first day on a horse. Let me just give you a normal job to get you acclimated. And Michael's like, yeah, I don't want to be on a horse all day. And so he tells him he has to shovel all of this literal bullshit. Like he. This is where I thought he was gonna swear. He they walk <laughs> up to a pile of manure, and you Jordan Lawrence's line is like, wow, that's a gigantic pile of manure. Yeah. And it's, you can hear him start the S almost, and you're like, I'm like, oh my god, I thought he's gonna say shit. Because it's 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 and I think this is a cinematic nod to the iconic scene in Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum walks up to the Stegosaurus um droppings that Laura Dern is shoving her hand in and goes, That is one big pile of shit. Yeah, like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And it's like I this is like one of the things and it's so hard to describe. I'm trying to describe some like a feeling that has no words for it, but like why this doesn't feel like a decom. Like yeah. never in a decom I'm like, oh, they should be swearing. Like he yeah. feels like he should have just said shit and it's weird that he doesn't. It is. And so he's like, yeah, you gotta move it from the back of the cage where we've shoveled it all out to the front of the cage now. And there's a very mean bull in it named Goliath. And he's like, well, how do I do that? And he's like, I don't know, freaking figure it out, idiot. You went to college. Yeah, he goes, you're the one that goes to college. And so there's a clearly, uh, clearly, clearly Andrew Lawrence had seeded this for him. And there's a shovel with some gloves on it and a wheelbarrow. So he's like, all right, I guess I got to go over here and just start shoveling shit in this wheelbarrow and then take it around to the front and dump it out. Super time consuming. And we see him do it. There's a time lapse. He takes like his fancy black jacket off. and He ruins his Gucci leather boots. Yeah, and it's, it's all terrible. 
And so he falls in the shit and like... Um, He's also... Joey Lawrence is wearing this entire ranch part of the movie. The tightest t-shirts. Yeah, at, first it's just a t-shirt. at first it's just a t-shirt. He goes to just a uh, muscle shirt later and... Lucas did note... He, he looks like he's in a gay porn. There, in it, the it, beginning... There, 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 like I'm saying, there are shots for the ladies. It is... The shirts are spray painted on them. Mm-hmm. They, they knew what they had to the work The costume with. designer hated Andrew Lawrence. He was like, we're going to make like, this He was like, I need to make him look so unattractive to make Joey look more attractive. These things are basically painted on his body. So, um, he, like, so he's done doing that for a while, and then the Twister and uh, Tommy yeah. and Mule come back, and they're laughing at him because he fell in the shit, and he's like, and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm moving all the stuff like you said. He's like, well, yeah, but why did you use the wheelbarrow? There's a tractor back there that you could have used, and he's like, a tractor. He's like, yeah, I figured you would have seen it. It is right there. And sure enough, like right past where the shovel was, there's a tractor with the scoop thing that he could have used. And it's like, oh, Tommy got him, guys. Fantastic gag. And so then we do a cut to um, Michael showering for a very long time because, you know, he fell in poop. And then we get to a point which we found in A Ring of Endless Light, which is where it gets weirdly religious for just a second. But Ring of Endless Light at least like had other religious blips because the grandfather was religious this is just one part yeah and then they just never mentioned the big god they mentioned going to church one other time and that's it and that's it yeah so they're talking and this is where we get the full like yeah we can't pay the money back on the ranch we like we're we're gonna have to sell everything and whatever but joey lawrence still isn't here yeah the mom's telling it to tommy her 11 year old kid you know how a parent does putting putting the weight of the world on his shoulders and so he comes down after showering and is like hey what are you guys looking at and she just looks at the beautiful sunset and just goes god's painting Painting again I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. And here's me. the thing about this, and I'm going to take you guys to English class for a second. The way they say that phrase could be taken two ways, and both of which are bonkers, but I would like to know which way the screenwriter intended it. Are they saying it like God's noun, verb, again? God's painting again, like there God goes, mm-hmm. painting again? Or are they saying it like the entire landscape is God's painting like what ownership we, what one are, of god's what, painting. what are we looking at god's painting god's again. painting again we're like, looking what at are you looking at oh, well god is painting, painting again that. it, it yeah. could go either way and both are fucking insane They're, it's and a not, cult leader thing to say but i want to know which one they meant and it's not clear um but so he goes and sits down and he's like yeah it's really looks really nice it's great and uh you know, freaking Tommy gets up and goes to bed or whatever. He's like, you go in, you come in. Sunset like, is when this kid goes to bed. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be after you. I'm not going to stay up and watch TV. And so the mom is like, oh, he, he has a moment with the mom and is like, hey, I'm really sorry about. This is where they had a raw sexual <laughs> connection. He's like, hey. The I'm, mom's also stunning. stunning I'm really stunning. sorry about Uncle John. She's like, oh, he loved this ranch. This ranch was life. It was both of our lives. You know, he always used to say, and then she looks over and to, uh, Michael's passed out, like leaning against the There was the, a raw porch. heat between these two. Um, and then he brought up her dead husband. And you think that would kill the mood and it didn't. But if anything, it made her more, more horny. Because I mean, she probably hasn't gotten laid since. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of his first day on the ranch. And we're, let's take a quick break, and then we'll go blow through all the others. Because I'm here to tell you, folks, the movie sure as hell blows through all of his others. <laughs> but uh, so we got to saddle up and ride out of here, folks. But uh, keep your keep your horse sense on your head, and we'll on I, your head. I don't know. Like you're gonna wear it like an you accessory. You tell me what horse sense is. In and tell your me head. Keep, keep your horse keep, sense in your purse. Keep your horse senses. Your dollars sharp. and cents. Keep your horse senses sharp. And we'll there be right you go. Back. That's there right there. My life of diamonds or jewels I never was one of them one hundred fools Really have my fiddle and my farm and tools Thank God I'm a country boy 
Yeah, city folk driving in a black limousine A lot of sad people thinking that's a mighty keen Son, let me tell you now exactly what I mean I thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a firewife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the fiddle I ain't nothing but a fun about a riddle Thank God I'm a country boy Cowpokes, we're back. Um, <laughs> no one even says the term cowpokes. Well, because they're not because they're not southern as the thing, and they're not like I mean, I guess they're cowboys. I don't know. Um, they say cowboy. Yeah, well, he says you can't play cowboy. It's a cattle ranch. It's a cattle cowboy. Ranch. It's fair. So he gets up the next day and is like, "All right, um, we've got to go out and start branding cows today." Um, this was a wild sequence for a children's movie. Oh yeah, but we're not even there yet. We got to brand some cows today, and then we've got to do wolf watch because wolves have been seen in the area. We gotta make sure they don't come for the cattle. But you know how to ride a horse, Is right? Is the game plan that they're gonna shoot that wolf? No, they, they have guns. No. What are they gonna do to it? They just gotta scare it off, and then they're gonna with tell what themselves. Dressed as a ghost. Because wolves don't hunt. Don't want to mess with people on them. They like they only really hunt people if it's like a their only option. They mess with people in Twilight. Because that's Twilight. <laughs> so. Um, he's like, yeah, I know how to ride. You saw me ride that donkey at the reunion. And he's like, that was a donkey in the Grand Canyon. And he's like, same thing. So he's like, I'm going to put you on Slingshot. It's just like super old. You can see Slingshot's ribs. Yeah. Like, like, the horse is so diseased looking. Yeah. And he even says the, the horse looks sick. And, and also like, Joey Lawrence has a great, another, you know, amazing joke for kids, much like the Kevin Costner references. That horse has got one foot in the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> just something my racist grandfather would have said. Like, no. <laughs> Not anything a 20-year-old person would ever say, but okay. And so... Got one hoof in the glue factory, I think, is what he actually says. And so... (laughs) And so he's like, no, I want that one. It's this big black horse. He goes... And he's like, what's its name? And he goes, oh, that horse? We just just call call it it black. Sometimes we just call it black. And he's like, oh, that's real original. And so he gets up on the horse, and he's like... Yeah, I got it. I'm fine. See, I told you I got this. And he's like, all right, come on, Black. And he, he kicks, kicks him like you do with horse. And he's like, but right before he does it, he's like, oh, one other thing. And then he kicks him and the horse just starts bucking like a bronco, jumping around. But he goes, he doesn't like to be kicked. And like, which I don't know how else you, you know tell a horse. classic great physical I comedy. I don't know how else you tell a horse to go other than kicking it, but whatever. And so there's, yeah, physical comedy of him trying to ride the horse. And then it dumps him in Goliath's the bullpen. The bull. And, like, he's got to scramble out. And you can see his hand get, like, a little bit crushed by the bull charging him. But he hops out and he's like, yeah, It's I'm also fine. definitely a stunt double. So oh, yeah, of course it is. I'm not going to risk Joey Lawrence's perfect body. No, no, no. I'm just saying the character. And so then he hops out and he's like, ah, you should have ridden Slingshot. I told you. And he's just like, freaking shut up. I hate you so much. And then we do a whole other montage. There's a lot of montages in this movie, but they're very short and, like. And they're not even dramatic or interesting. No. And they're also not, don't have good music behind them. There's like, no good music in this movie. It's all just weird guitar strumming. They, the didn't, they score paid the, for like they didn't even pay for music. It's just audio blocks. The like, score of the music of the movie is really really weird. It's insane. I was right. There's love, especially part later where there literally is no instruments but a guitar. And so uh, it's just them, you know, riding around on the horses like Joey, uh, you know, freaking Michael, kind of sucking at it and like sucking at riding. And they're, you know... I just wish we would commit more to, like, things being funny or... Like, make him worse. Make yeah. him really bad. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just, if that's what you're going to go for, like, commit to it. 
If you want to go to sabotage, commit to it. Make it really mean. And, and like this is this is what, and this is what Emma was saying, and I totally agree. Is that like they really go deep into like what you do on a cattle ranch, where like oh, yeah. they're picking up calves and branding them with a hot iron, like they do. I guess I, I don't even know if they still do that. It was actually kind of horrifying because the cows were like scared, and like I, I mean, yeah, I know it doesn't. I would really yeah again them. going back to the thing where he's like, oh that's fine. He went to go see animals because I need to go back to Montana and put a hot iron into the skin of cows, which I actually did look it up. It said that. They they don't really feel it, I think. But I don't, again, don't know enough about that topic to, but uh, from the outset, like. It was just very scary. I was like, oh God, they're wrestling those cows. If you showed around. me horse racing and then a cow being branded and then asked me which one was animal abuse. Which looked more traumatic. Yeah, yeah I would say the branding one. So then it cuts back to the, so it cuts to the night and they're all like camping out under the stars because they need to watch for these wolves. And he's like, oh, you got to, you know, brush the horse and take a saddle off of it and all that stuff. And then uh, Twister's like, nah, you don't even get dinner. You're going to fall asleep if I put you on any other wolf watch. You're going out first. So here's some jerky, which I'm fairly certain was made from a dead also, horse. Also, like, what is wolf watch? Like, what is he supposed to be doing? He's supposed to be watching for wolves. And then do what if it comes? To come and get them. That's what they say. They say, come and get us if you hear or see the wolves. Um, or holler for us. And he hands him some jerky, which I'm pretty sure is made from a horse because like that was slingshot. Yeah, that was sling- <laughs> and it's like way too leathery to be like it's like I've only seen a few episodes of Game of Thrones, but it looks like in the very beginning the Dothraki when they give the food to Daenerys and it's like oh it's horse. It yeah, looks exactly it, like that. I mean, it was the jerky is made out of slingshot. It looks like that, <laughs> and so and so then it cuts to him calling Gina again, being like again with he's Gina. like I've got sores, my boots are ruined, my butt hurts and then he like he's Looks talking about the stars and then he goes like but i must admit the sky is so beautiful here gina you should see it and then here's another great joke for the kids at home she goes don't go all dances with wolves on me yeah. you know how kids love dances with wolves references well people you know who's the star of dances with wolves emma kevin, kevin costner, costner. <laughs> <laughs> is the subplot of this movie that her dad produced dances with wolves or is she, or kevin- is she secretly banging kevin costner on the side i don't know man i thought that she was gonna secretly be banging leonardo dicaprio after they didn't do that anymore. yeah drop. they drop it at some point in these phone calls that like oh we're all going to kevin costner's house in aspen or something like that and he's like i can't go because i'm in montana i have to be on this ranch and then like she's like oh we're all going to a party at leonardo dicaprio's house and she's like personally i think he's so five minutes ago which wow this movie didn't age well huh? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio not being a relevant popular actor and he's just getting like lost looking at these stars and he's like a shooting star and he's like wow so beautiful and this is like the first time he's six to midnight about something other than it's Gina visible green screen yeah also. yeah and, and like we actually were talking about this too is that like they clearly did shoot this at like an actual ranch of some kind probably it's pretty that wherever they're riding yeah, those horses it's, it's probably not in Montana actually it's but... definitely like two hours away from LA like yeah. up in the hills somewhere or I mean Utah. They film in Utah all the time, you know? I don't know. They're clearly filming on the wilderness, but they green screen him here because they need to do the shooting star in the sky, and, like, the sky's, yes. like, purple and everything, and it's very nice. And so he's, like, lost in the stars, and he's not responding to her, and she's like, oh, you're not paying attention to me. Like, I'm trying to talk about... This is where she, like, doubles down into being a massive bitch. Yeah. Well, not even, like... I wouldn't even say she's a bitch in that she look like... She's not, like, mean, and... Like, she's a little bit here where she gets, like frustrated with him but like she's more just like so airheaded and just being like oh and she's like daddy and thing. money and, and she we're going to see Leonardo DiCaprio she's yes. dating him and I you know how she hates to wait she yes. just does all that stuff yeah and so she hangs up is like fine why don't you just call me tomorrow when you've got when you can devote your time to me or something and hangs up and he's like oh no Gina and he goes to start dialing and then she calls him back immediately phone rings phone rings and all the cattle are like ah and, they... and then we have a full on Lion King stampede there's scene. a stampede what's weird is 
notice he like falls off of his horse, so he's like in danger of getting run over. And I was like, how did he fall off the goddamn horse? The horse reared, didn't it? When the I, phone don't, rang? I don't remember. And like, it's it's a phone ring. It's like a lot of you need a lot to scare a horse. And how does he have reception? I, it's nineteen ninety nine. We've talked about. It. We said that at the time. It does it, make sense. You know how like literally now when movies are like, oh, I don't have any reception. I'm like, that doesn't work anymore. Like you have reception everywhere. You know, like in 2020, like you can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. In 1999, it's amazing that he would have reception. Oh, yes. It's 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 un- it's almost unbelievable that he has you'd, it. You'd need one of those like 1980s satellite phones in order to have also, reception. Also, guys, there was earlier in the very first sequence of this movie when they're in Beverly Hills. Still, Arlene has an amazing line where she's like, I tried to call you on your car phone. And I was like, car phone? <laughs> and um, so anyway, the stampede is happening. And this is one of the like two to three good jokes in the movie where he picks up, he starts dialing the phone, he calls 911. And it's like, 911, what is your emergency? It's like, stampede, there's a stampede. And instead of like a rational response, it's like, we can't do anything, do anything about, about that. that. She goes, where's the stampede? They're like super like helpful and on top of it. He goes, right behind me. <laughs> Pretty decent joke. I was a fan of that. I like it. And so like he climbs. Then up, hangs onto a branch he, like Simba. He, he, climbs, he climbs up a tree, hangs onto a branch. The cattle road underneath him. And like every, all, everyone shows up like wondering why the cattle stampede. He drops his phone, by the way, gets run over by all the cows. They find it, pick it up and look at him. And he's like, <laughs> it, 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 it rang. I don't know. And they're just like, <laughs> and Twister like rips it and like throws it on the ground. And just like, Mah. And they're pissed because the stampede breaks like all their fences, fences or something like that. Yeah, it didn't even, I was like, doesn't, didn't really understand why they were so pissed, but I guess there's a fence aspect. Yeah, and like, so then it cuts to the next day and he's like, Twister needs you to fix all these fence posts, um, like load them into the truck and take them around and fix the fences. This is another, the exact same gag. Yeah, where he like, there's a beaten down truck next to the pile of fence posts. And he's like, oh, you can move the truck closer if you want. want. The keys are in it. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's right there. I don't need it. And so he moves all the pet posts in and then a mule shows up in like his one other scene where you hear him talk, I'm pretty sure. And is like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, Tommy needed me to move these, to move move the post, posts into the truck. So I'm moving them into the truck. And he's like, yeah, but why are you moving into the, the truck that doesn't work? The thing hasn't run in 15 years. And he's like, what? And he takes him around the corner. He's like, I think he meant this truck. And he... Like, so it's like just like could have you misconstrued that yes. direction. Like what a great visual gag. No, no it's not. No, it's, it's stupid. Not. Hey, but then what I did like is he fully drives the truck down to wherever Tommy is on the scatter ranch just to yell at him. Because yeah, like, when they get in a straight up fight. Yeah, because he's like freaking. You told me I'm sick of this. You you know you he's know, like we're even. I know I blew you off Beverly Hills. Like we're we're past even. Yeah, and he and he's like you, you knew what you meant. Like you knew what we were doing. He's like what I told you you could move the truck closer. Oh, did you think I meant that old truck? Why would I mean that? <laughs> And like, he's like, we're even, I'm sorry, we're in Beverly Hills. Like, and I didn't even have fun with you at the reunion. It was because we were the only, oh no, he says, Tommy says to him, I can't believe I ever wanted you to be my brother. And he's like, oh, you mean that fun time we had the reunion? Dude, we were the only people there under 30. I was, I was like, so bored. I wanted, I ha- all I could do was hang out with a dumb seven year old. Right. They've, yeah, they, they're they like, we'll just stay out of my way. I'll stay out of yours. They basically are like, I don't want to see you anymore, but like, fine. Yeah. Um, And then, so then he's like, got them all loaded into the truck, right? And he's waiting for Twister. And Twister's like, what? And he just comes up and goes, what are you doing? And this is where I absolutely thought he was going to say, what in the hell are you doing, yeah, boy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm waiting for you to do the fences. And he's like, it's not rocket science to do the fence, dude. You just put it in the ground and shove wire through it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, sorry. I don't know. And he's like, yeah, man, you're everything Tommy said you would be. And he's like... Well, it's, yeah, I'm just a city boy. Whatever. He's like, no, it's not that you're a city boy. You just don't it's give like a... you're a piece of shit. He's like, you know, this is where he goes, you just don't give a darn. When he clearly, and I, they wanted to say damn. Like, so or badly. Or shit. So, like, it, and he's like, 
I got a four-year-old nephew that works harder than you. You just don't care about anything. I want to know like, about Twister's backstory. He, like, rides off. Twister absolutely has some skeletons in yeah, his closet. Yeah, I think He's, Twister killed a woman. Yeah, Twister's... The, I wouldn't be surprised if Twister was, like, an outlaw in an actual Western movie, and then, like... Fled. And then, like, that takes place in the same universe as this movie, because apparently, if this movie takes place in the same universe as Brink, what other movies can be connected to anything? This and movie so, has a very weird, like, not normal narrative structure, so I have having a very hard time remembering where we're at in it, because right. it's not, like, a normal, like, act one, act two, act three, like flow it's very you it's the, think it's ending and the, it's the not pacing and, and it, flow of this movie are very off but this is where he twister tells me he's like these people are about to lose their ranch you don't even care oh and now he it takes him this long to yes. realize they're losing the ranch there's like something we've known since like the 30 minute there's, mark there's like 20 minutes left in the movie everybody and he's like uh it's like what and he's like oh you really didn't know that i just thought you were a dick and he's like no i had no idea and he's like well yeah no they're gonna lose their ranch and, and my immediate question was when this ranch thing is now brought up, it's like, why doesn't she just ask her rich ass sister? And I thought of that too immediately when they, when we found, the audience found out about this, but they do explain that in a bit. And he's like, oh man, I didn't even know. So he's clearly messed up about it. Messed up enough that this is the first shot that's clearly for the ladies. Ooh. He's working on the fence His, post. He has absolute cannons for arms. He's working he's on the fence ripped. post. He's wearing just jeans, the white tank top. He's got a tool belt. A barely there white he's tank just top. Like, he's just slant, he's driving nails into wood. Like, oh, he wipes the sweat off on the back. Glistening. glistening they oiled him down. <laughs> it's so gratuitous and so clearly like we got to give the, the it's like, we got to give the 12 year old girl something. it's just so funny because it, but it's funny because like when we always talk about like these movies with like the heartthrobs like they're like fucking Zac Efron in the first high musical like these shrimpy like 15 year old kids and it's like when or you're that, with your sh- their shirt that, off you're kind of like ooh. Or that one shot of like Joe Jonas at the lake in Camp Rock. But he's shirtless yeah. and it's like ooh you're kind of like you kind of feel uncomfortable about it because they're like 15. Yeah well now you feel uncomfortable about it but when you're like a girl. No when you were a girl it was when you were 15 it's fine. Yeah. But here I was like I have no qualms about watching this <laughs> at all. This is a man. Uh, but this is also where I was like this also does like the start of the gay porn where the Payman shows up and is oh. like, oh, I heard you needed some wood worked on or something. I don't know. And so... You seem to know that script pretty well. <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever they say at the start. It's like, like what's the other... Like, whatever the, they say at the start of that one specific game <laughs> I watch all the time. So the other, whatever they say at the, the start of Backdoor Hunk 7. <laughs> and uh, so he goes and he finds Tommy. I honestly just wanted to take that scene and put it like like that and the other scene together like mix it together and like a montage with like the Carrie Underwood's cowboy cast <laughs> playing in the back and like he's a good time cowboy Casanova uh, I've never heard that song but the way you sa- sung it sounds exactly like how it goes yeah um, so he finds Tommy sitting on this bench made of like cattle uh, would have been interesting cow- for them to like horns. maybe build this bench up before because it's apparently a very special place oh did we talk about the treehouse there's a treehouse um, there's a treehouse that that you Tommy, said that he was up there. I don't think we like. We never got over all that. There's a treehouse that Tommy and his dad started working on before he got sick, and he really, and he like it's unfinished. But Tommy wants to finish it before they sell the thing. We find out, which is weird. Like, why do you need to finish your treehouse for someone else to enjoy it? I, and so he goes talks to Tommy and he's looking at these horses in the wild. And this was also some exposition that we skipped over that I that where he's like. His horse that he rides, Tommy, used to be wild. Used to be wild, but it, it it was almost dead. It had broken its hoof or whatever. And 
they healed it up and released it back in the wild and just kept coming back. And they're like, well, I guess we have to keep it now. And like, he's like, yeah, there's these wild horses that live around the property. And I thought that was very weird, but I think, I guess there are wild horses in Montana. I don't know enough about horses. I have horses. literally no idea. And, I have no horse sense, FYI. <laughs> and so he like says like, oh yeah, me and my dad, we named them all. And like he goes over all the names. It takes very long to go over it's all It's incredible. Like, in, you think he's just going to like give a few and like, it, yo, and there's Jules and second girlfriend. But no, he goes through all of them. Cinnamon, yeah. Spots. Ranger. Gertrude. And like they're just having like a nice moment with the wild horses. And he just goes, hey, I'm sorry about what I said. I, I had a really great time with you at the reunion. I think you're a cool kid. Like, I'm sorry. And like they talk about his dad a little bit. And this is what I want to give this movie 100% unabashed credit for. This movie is weird and i don't think it's that exceptional but like we talk a lot about how in disney channel original movies there's always a dead parent Mm -hmm. and it's like crazy but like the movies that they do that in and it's so funny is where it's like oh hey i'm like a fun kid character and we're gonna have one scene where i talk about my dead parental figure and it's gonna come out of nowhere and we're never gonna talk about it we're never gonna talk about it again the dead dad is actually an important it's the plot of the movie really is like that's what i said at the beginning i think is that it's kind of a movie about loss and like moving on almost. Yeah. But it's also mixed in with the the city slicker moving to And also ranch. land rights. And land trusts and land 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 law. And like cuz he talks they, like the way they talk about the dad it's like it's been really hard for my mom and everything and like we're losing the ranch and all that stuff and Tommy's like why do you even care about the ranch? He's like of course I care. This is also like, where Andrew knows like so much. He's like we just kept borrowing against the ranch oh, yeah. and then the bank foreclosed and I'm like you're 11. The, the interest How do you know rate all the, yeah, he's like he's like he's like you know then the, you know, the prices of ranch in our neighborhood plummeted because mm-hmm. of the stock market. I was, I was like, how does he know all this shit? He's and 11. Yeah, and he's like, well, why? And, the, and Tommy tries offering all these things. He's like, why don't you just like sell some of the ranch part of it and then use that money? He's like, no one wants to buy it. All the ranches these days are going through this yeah, kind the, of whatever, thing. Yeah, whatever, the ranch industry, wherever the fuck they are, is not doing well. Yeah. Learn. And so he's like, oh man, that really sucks. And he's like, well, what do you care? You're leaving the day after tomorrow. It's been literally it's, four days. We've seen like, this is what I was saying about how fast the rest of this movie go not fast but just how weirdly flows this movie is because there are like 20 minutes left he's since supposed to be on this ranch for a month and, and it, we've seen, seen two days like right? three total days and like i was just, I, it gave me whiplash where i was just like freaking what because also the montages they show when we we're like oh there's a montage it's not like a wake-up montage where it's like one morning next morning right. one outfit a different outfit none of them convey it's, the it's, passage it's, of time no they just convey him doing chores yeah. like, and he's in the same clothes just fixing a fence or piling manure so it just feels like one day that they've just sped up one chore totally it's not like you're seeing like the first few weeks go by in a montage he's really struggling you don't see that at all right and so then there's like a weird shot again that i guess is for the ladies which is of him riding his uh he he we, there's also a scene where he learns how to ride black lightning um oh yeah that was the other part of that joke we were, we skipped I said, it I mean, wasn't even a good joke it wasn't a good joke but he he says the, the reason he says that they call that sometimes call that horse black is because they otherwise call it lightning because it is wild and takes off. But he's learned how to ride that horse and he's really like connected with it. And he tells Gina that over the phone that like there's this horse, Black Lightning, and it's like incredible. Ah. And but so there's this weird like 10 second shot of him just like riding through the fields on this horse. Like like he's going to stop a train robbery or something. And it's just him riding back to the house to talk, to make a call to his dad. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. And so, yeah, he's on the phone. There's a lot of horse porn. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the horse porn yet. And so then he calls his dad on the landline. He's been talking to Gene on the landline since his phone got trashed. And uh, 
He's like, Dad, you don't understand. They're going to lose their farm. Like, we have to help them. And the dad's, like, vaguely at a and, computer. And the dad's like, oh, yeah, I freaking tried. I'm not a monster like you were at the start of this film. Yeah. He's like, I tried, but the problem is they don't want our money. Like, well, At least they did a good job of explaining that away. Because otherwise yes. it would make no sense why they're about to lose their house. Like, this woman's husband died. Like, they can't loan her some money. Like, it, Yeah. And he's like, they, like, they're very, you know, proud of people. They don't want what they haven't earned or something like that. And... Like, they try and explain it away. And Michael brings up the point of, like, what? They're That's just stupid. Like, they're all they're going to lose their house and everything. And the dad's, like, kind of talks like he respects it. Like, he's like, uh, well, you can't always fix everything with a quick fix. And I'm like, again, this is where the movie kind of messes its message up. Where it's like, it's not a quick fix. It's receiving financial so help that, I, that you desperately need I, from someone yes. you trust. Yes. And, like doing a quick fix and then like there's also a scene that i think is after this where he tries to like get twister in on a pyramid scheme to raise money for the ranch this scene made no sense to me and i literally just was like this it's is not totally out of nowhere but it's like i guess that kind of thing would be a quick fix like or if he had like done something like i want to take money out of my trust like do mm-hmm. like something rash that like wouldn't pay off i don't know but then it's like no i tried to give her money i tried to give him a loan so they could pay it back and she's like i said she would be afraid she could never do it like they're just they they just won't take it and so he's like huh and yeah so then he's talking twister into trying to do a pyramid scheme and like yeah again kids really know what pyramid schemes are but he literally says like yeah we start to make a pyramid and everyone puts in like twelve hundred dollars and then like you make twelve thousand dollars such like, a weird thing and like twister's like well it sounds like gambling and ain't it exactly legal besides like two people around here are too make work too hard for their money to make it he's like look i get that you're trying to help but like there's just nothing doing like they can't they've yeah. tried everything which way financial wizardry it's not gonna happen he goes off and so then it cuts to the next day and like he uh the mom and tommy go to a barbecue at the uncle hank's house they've said that once they foreclose on the ranch they're gonna go stay at uncle hank's in a trailer mm-hmm. um and he's like no i'll stick around here have fun and they're like okay bye and so he sees tommy working on the had been working on the uh tree house. and so he goes and again, this is something stupid that Emma and I both noticed, is that this man has ostensibly never worked a day in his life. And he's a become, carpenter. Full oh, on carpenter. Literally. He, he knows, oh, I got to drive. He builds a home. He, he builds, builds a he home. He builds a freaking railing for the treehouse. He, he couldn't make a fence 10 minutes ago. No, he, he knows exactly what to do. And so like, he's like working on it. And I called this, obviously, because the movie was calling. And it was like, he's clearly going to do that as like an olive branch yes, of like, yes. hey, I'm helping you out, buddy. So there's a brief montage of him doing that. And then he sees the car pull up and he gets down to the treehouse and he's like all excited. Like, oh, Tommy's going to be so psyched that I finished the treehouse for him. And this is the best scene in the movie. Just of this how, was so unhinged. How unhinged Luke was is. like, you have to pay attention to this because he watched it first. And I, like he was re-watching it kind of with me. And he's like, you got to watch this. And I was like, oh, what am, what am I looking out for here? Oh, baby. I couldn't have missed it if I tried. So Tommy jumps out of the car and like he's like, I'm like, yeah, he's going to be so excited. And he just goes, no. No! Dad and mine. Dad and mine. He's like, we were supposed to finish it. And he's like, if you ever touch it again, I'll murmur. And he runs up to the top of the treehouse and Tommy and Michael hops out and is just like, hey, I was just trying to help you with the money. And Tommy just takes like a hammer and starts like knocking the planks out. He starts destroying he's just it. Destroying he's the ripping room. it. He's like, we were supposed to finish it. Like, never he you. A, he has a full-on psychotic break. He, like, yeah, a completely and psychotic like, break. And, and I'm not sure. I don't want to throw shade at Andrew Lawrence. Because he's, you know, 11 or 12 in this. But he might as well have just been yelling, acting! Like, he's not doing good with this, these lines. He's giving it his all. He, and Dad and mine! <laughs> um, and so he, Tommy's just like, um, okay. 
So then we cut to the next day. This is the day he's leaving. And he's like working on something up top. Again, just in the tank top. A gratuitous shot for the girls. And uh, Tommy rides up and is like, where's Twister? The Tommy boy, the horse is going to oh die. God, I forgot about this scene. I literally because, forgot. Well, it's not you forgot about it because it has nothing to do with anything. And so um, they ride off and there's a whole, one of the wild horses is stuck in the mud. Um, Tommy has to jump in to rescue it. He puts a lasso around it. Um, and they gotta pull it out. And Joey Lawrence the, pulls him out. And there's, but there's this scene, part of it, when he gets the lasso around his neck, he goes up and he just starts petting the horse. This is some says, horse porn. He just goes, it's okay, boy, whatever. And like, call me down. And they just zoom in so close. On it him almost like, seems like he should be able to talk to the horse. Yes. Like, it seems like this is where you would start hearing the horse's thoughts, but they don't And Emma enough. and I had the exact same note, which why isn't Joey Lawrence, the one who's gone through these things? Having things, the moment with the horse. Why isn't he bonding with the horse? Like, he, I guess he's been bond, bonding with Black Lightning, but we've barely seen that. So I don't know. And also like, this is incredible. This is my other thing. Like, so they're like, at this like mud pit, Joey Lawrence is standing on the outside with the rope, and like he gives little Andrew Lawrence Tommy the rope. And the, ostensibly, the most dangerous part is the person going into the mud to put it around the horse's neck. Yeah. Why he would let the 11 year old do that and not do that himself? That's an easy way to explain why Joey Lawrence would be the one to do this. Be like, no, 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 it's not safe. Like, let yeah. me go do it. There's also you a part stand where like the here. horse like rears and like knocks him. We thought it killed him. I thought like he got hurt. Like he was gonna be like, oh my arm or something. And, and Joey would have to save him again. Better something. movie. So they pull the horse out. It runs off, and they're they're like, well, this is the scene by the way we were talking about where it's just an acoustic guitar, and it does it's not. It's like jangling. It, it's like. It, 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 it doesn't intimate danger to the situation at all. Like, if you just played it over, like, oh, we're going down the campfire. It sounds like the, the music they pipe into Frontierland in yes. Disneyland. It's like... But there's no... But I'm saying there's no... There's nothing but a guitar. There's no, like, piano or, no, like, no. washboard. It's, it's like... Yeah. Pluck, pluck, pluck. And so, like, they ride back and, you know, they're both all muddy. And the mom's like, oh, you need to get on your flight. Like, go take a shower. But they've come back, like, arm over each other. Like, oh, also, we bonded. Andrew Lawrence is covered in mud from... Tip to taint. Like, he's like, <laughs> absolutely caked. You absolutely can even see, You can barely see his eyes. And Joey Lawrence has, like, one little Yeah, he's got a little on the back on the elbow. And his white tank. He has, like, a little smudge. And the mom's like, you guys are both filthy. I'm like, Joey Lawrence came out basically unscathed. But, like, yeah, so he goes, gets in the car, he runs out, and he's like, oh, it's I'm, I'm going to miss you, man. Like, and next time you're in LA, we're going to do Disneyland, I promise. I'm going to start. And they're like, yeah, we're cool. We've repaired our relationship. Great. And they take off, and then uh, Tommy catches up to them on the horse, being like, oh, I forgot. I wanted to give you this whistle. He rides behind and them and hands them his wooden which, whistle. Which, by the way, is like nothing. I'd forgotten about the whistle. Yeah, entirely. I forgot it was even a plot point. But yeah. And so. We haven't seen And, it like, like, you see the look on uh, Michael's face, and he's clearly, like, torn up about leaving. And he had talked to Gina previously, like, he feels bad about going to the French Riviera when they're about to lose their home mm-hmm. and, like, all that stuff. And she's like, ew, gross. That's 11 on trailer. Yeah. Or. And then, like, it just does a the weirdest, worst cut I've ever seen. I thought this was a flashback. I did, too. And it's a flash forward. It's a flash forward. I was like, be- oh, there's no way he's going to actually get on the plane and go. No. He does, he- but they don't show it happening. So all of a sudden, they're cutting between horse porn and then him being at the racetrack with, with Gina's the- dad. Because yeah. Gina's dad bought a racehorse. Yes, horse. we get we that. that in a phone conversation. Yes. And so he's at the racetrack again. And, yeah, I thought he was, like seeing the wild horses as he left in the car and, and like thinking fly, about his time back at the, the race racetrack and being like oh yeah and they talks about this too to Tommy like and being I like get, that was fucked up I get the racetrack because they just deserve to be wild and free 
in the in their natural habitat, but also like freaking does that mean they don't deserve to work on a cattle and ranch? And they're riding? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. And like, but no, yeah, it turns out they're at he's at the horse race track now. Like he flew back. We didn't see him get on the plane, and but like he's, he's now back in Beverly Hills. Gina's dad horse wins the race and they go down in the winner's circle, and then something happens to spook the horse and he like jumps up and kicks the jockey off. But now you know what Joey Lawrence has? The horse sense. <laughs> and he walks up and runs up and like grabs the reins and is like, hey, whoa boy, whoa boy. We're not gonna hurt like, you. We're not gonna hurt you. And then uh, the dad's like Please let someone professional handle this. And he's like, oh, no, he's not going to hurt me. He's worried I'm going to hurt him. It's all right. It's all right, boy. Shh. And he calms the horse down. It's very strange and gratuitous, but it happens. Then it just cuts to him in his house wearing like this super tight sweater with like this tight cut V oh, on God. his throat. This sweater is painted on. It's paint. You could He couldn't have an undershirt on with it if he tried. No. His chest hair is popping out of it. And so he... Uh, is like sitting in the living room and Arlene's like, oh, Gina and her dad are here to take you to the airport to go to the French Riviera. And uh, he's like, thank you, Arlene. And he stands up and kisses Arlene on the cheek and goes, thank you for everything. So weird. It was so weird. And you can tell, look on her face is like, kind of, what? Like, not. She's like, this is my job, sir. Yeah. Well, no, part of me. it, I thought it was going to be like, that he was going to be like, thank you for everything. And she was going to be like, you've never said thank you to me. And like, because you were an asshole at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. But like, really, it's just super awkward. He kisses her on the cheek because this is someone who works Works for her. And, like, so he goes out to the limo, and, like, the guy reaches to take his bags, and he's like, no. She's, Gina's like, no, let him take it. It's what he's uh, paid, paid for. And he's for. like, no, I'm holding on to them because I can't go, Gina. There's something way more important I have to do. And he just walks off and, like. Why did they even have him go back to L.A.? I, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, just for that scene at the racetrack, like, he could have just called Gina well, and because, canceled. Because he needs to, he sells his Porsche. Um, he sells it, and then he goes to the bank to take all the money out of his trust. And who's working at the bank? The dad from Even Stevens. Mr. Tom Virtue. Not just the dad from Even Stevens, Emma, who we've mentioned has been in a lot of decoms. He's also the dad in Raiden and Weep. But you'll remember, he was also the teacher in Brink. So yeah. his twin brother happens to have a job at the bank. <laughs> or it's what, not the same universe. Or it's the twin. People have twin brothers, Emma. People can okay. have twin brothers. But the thing is here, which I brought up smartly and, uh, you know, could have just not jumped to this hoop in this plot point. I was like, they're not going to take this they're money. They're not going to take the money. It's the same. Again, it's just no, his dad's said, money in a different form. Yeah, I said it's the, still the dad's well, money. No, I said even that it's the dad's money. I was like, just because it's you offering it doesn't mean they're going to want to take it. It's just still a handout. Yeah, they you, they already have said they don't want it. They're not going to take the money, idiot. And so, like, he freaking does all this. Takes the money out of the bank, even though the guy's like, hey, you realize there's multiple penalties for doing this. He's like, no, I just need the money. And I they, brought that up. Luke's like, it's almost like it's a bad plan. It's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, I said it's, it's almost like it's a bad plan. It's not going to work. And he gets there and he's like, surprise, pa- unpack everything. And they're like, what? And he's like, here's a check. And she's like, this is your money. And he's like, no, it's your money. It's our money. I'm investing in your cattle ranch. So you don't have to worry about paying back. I want to see this place work. And she's like, I can't take this. The cattle ranch doesn't work. It's hemorrhaging money, essentially. Like, you can't make it work. I appreciate it. But the sale is still at the auction is still happening. And um, so it's basically to recap, guys, a dumb plan. It's almost like he did all that for nothing. That doesn't work. No. And so then like it cuts to the day of the auction. Um, they there had been people who came through early in the movie and like priced everything or whatever. They're auctioning all their stuff and then they're selling the land, basically. And so they're doing the auction whatever and uh michael's helping tommy move this case of all of his school stuff and he's like yeah my mom always saves this oh i guess he does go to school while i think about it and so they open it and there's an assignment in there he's like oh you got an a that's good my last thing i got a d on it was like this real estate class i took where it was all about land trusts and stuff and then you just you see the light bulb go off inside and he's like 
I've got to go. Why wouldn't they and have I an was, establishing scene about And I was trust? like... We don't even... Guys, the first scene, we just see him get the grade on this paper. Yeah. We don't even know what it's about. They don't even mention... Like, like bury it at least, so then we would have that light bulb moment and as well. And keep in mind, I'm still waiting for that cabinet that's 200 years old or whatever to, to save the day. To play a factor. To, play, to save the day. And you're waiting a long like, time, right, bucko. You go, you go do your land trust thing, buddy. Let's wait for, let's wait for this cabinet to be auctioned. Like, at the very least, I hope the cabinet's going to end up being worth like $100 million because it's no. so antique. And yep, like that would make sense. No. And so they, uh, he calls his parents and he's like, I need you to find that paper I wrote. And is like, turn to this page and read me what I wrote. Not even like, hey, can you Google this no. thing? Just, hey, read my D paper that I wrote on this topic. And so he calls his dad. Dad reads in the paper and like he rushes out and he tries to back the car out so he can go do something, but the car is all backed in because everyone's here for the, the auction. auction. And so what does he do? He hops on old Black I Lightning. I said he's gonna have to ride that horse. He rides Black Lightning into town and everyone's like, what the hell he is... ties it to the parking thing he's and like, pays the meter? Yes, that's the best joke in my in the movie. Is he pulls up, he ties the parking and he just puts a quarter in. Great gag. But everyone's like, what the hell is Michael doing? And so he goes to the bank the mom went in the beginning of the movie and is like, Mr. Hawthorne. Please. Who's a bank manager in a bolo tie? Yeah, and apparently is the only like it's not like a freaking chase like this is a home-owned montana no, bank and when they are talking about owing the bank money he's like we owe mr hawthorne preggy yeah. he's a one-man operation yeah and he's like look here's the deal i am boiling down this down for you audience because it's a multi-part conversation that that takes forever every house that you foreclose every ranch you foreclosed on is set on the off is still is not sold like you're just sitting on this land and you're not making any money my aunt's place qualifies for all the things of a land trust. What's a land trust? Don't worry about it, audience. I have it's no something idea. To do... You know how kids love real estate law? Yeah. It's something <laughs> to do with, like, where wild animals live, we'll find out in a second. But he's like, if you make their how their property a land trust, then you'll actually make some money off of it, basically. How? They say that, like, it's something to do with, like, I think it's, like, must be through, like, the... Does the government the, Yeah, it must be, that? like, through the EPA or something, because, like they pay the family to stay on the land and like tend it and keep the wild horses safe yeah. something like that so it's gotta be the way the bank would do that but like the bank collects some of the money because they technically own the land mm-hmm. and like Hawthorne's like mm, I'll consider it which means it's happening because then he runs back uh, he rides the horse back and he steals the auctioneer's microphone right as they're putting the cabinet up for sale and I was like oh what's gonna happen with the cabinet nothing it's just nothing. The, mo- the mom's, the mom's like, having an emotional the mom's moment. like oh I can't see my precious cabinet sold and then leaves and I was like is that really freaking the end of that and yep and so then she, he's just like, hey, auction's over, bitches, go home. You, you, never leave leave this place. And the mom's like, freaking Michael, I know you want to help and you're trying to help, but we need this auction. It's got to happen. He's like, no, you do have a choice. And he like whips out the thing. It's like a 30-day extension from the bank. They're applying it to be a land trust. You can stay and tend the land because the wild horses are there. Tommy, your dad was right. The wild horses are lucky. You get to stay. And I was just like, this is really the thing that Land com- trusts, this is the also thing- called land conservancies, are more rarely conservation land trusts have been existent since 1891. However, they were not even well known until the 1980s. Oh. So 10 years before this movie was made, this is when this became a thing. Is it? Does it say that it's relatively what it sounds like he's describing it as? It's to preserve sensitive natural areas, farmland, ranch land, water sources, and cultural resources are notable landmarks. Sounds relatively yeah, right. Yeah, sounds right-ish. Sounds but like here's they got the thing. It. You wrote this kids movie where but, this complicated, relatively unknown legal... And, uh, that was just being used in, in the early 1980s. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? That's the key that's going to tie the whole thing together, baby. Why wouldn't they even have buried it in the first act? So, um, happy ending. Yay. They get to stay where they are. She's like, oh, thank you so much, Michael. And like, you're the amazing. The aunt and Michael kiss. They don't. <laughs> but like, there's some more horse shots or whatever. And it just ends with Tommy going like, hey, Michael, you want to work on a treehouse? Because you're my dad now, basically. <laughs> 
and like they finish the treehouse and they're like, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. End of the movie. That's Horse Sense. Yeah. The Horse Sense, a movie about psychic horses. And land trusts. And land trusts. <laughs> I think we the way we've been talking about this movie, you might think it's worse than it is. It's actually not that bad. It's fine. It's fine for what it is. But just, I mean, he's a really good actor. It's it's really this movie would be like bottom of the barrel if it wasn't for for the Lawrence brothers, I will admit. Especially and they Joey put Lawrence. some actual legitimate money into it. You put can tell. money there's into a, it. They put effort ranch, into it. There's a the, the, beautiful home. The rich could... sets are impressive. Yeah. I don't think this is a great movie, but it's fine and fun to watch. What would you rate it? I think I'm going to give it like a, a six. Five, I was, I'm gonna, like, I'll say 5.5. 5. Like I was going to give it a 6. Yeah, because I think like technically if you look at it on paper, it's like not great. But like watching it, you're like, yeah, that was a movie. I enjoyed, I, it. I enjoyed it. It's fine. I'm very interested to it see. It wasn't painful in any way. No, God, this was so much easier than watching Zombies 2. Oh, well, God, that was, was a delight. If that, this was like a palate cleanser. We don't have much of a tagline uh, for this month. Um, I'm very interested to see how this, how Jumping Ship is, which is the sequel to this film. Because this does not read to me as a movie that needs a sequel and i don't know where they go like what what ships are going to play a role in this ostensibly it's not a sequel it is a sequel to it's, this movie. it's a sequel to this film or is it just a lawrence brothers movie no it's a sequel i don't think you're correct I've, i'm right now i've got a live research jumping ship also known as horse sense 2 is the 2001 sequel to the disney channel original movie horse sense what yeah and they bring matthew in we got matthew oh matthew's in it yeah we're gonna it up- stars the brothers we're going to up the ante by adding another Sub- warrants. Uh, yeah. A spoiler alert for whenever we cover this in the future, which will at least be a year or two from now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they go to Australia. Michael wants a job at the law firm that I guess the dad runs. I guess that's what the dad does. He's a lawyer. Um, they try to go on a luxury yacht, but it's a bad old boat. But when modern day pirates chase the boat, what? There's pirates? I love this already. Interesting. Okay. This will be... How... Was it called Horse Sense 2 in certain markets? Are there horses in the I, sea? I, <laughs> I they're going to swim across like Star Wars. Like Rise of Skywalker. going to ride this. So, yeah. Um, I thought this was a fine movie. I think I'm more interested to see some of the other Lawrence Brothers productions than this one. But speaking of other movies we're going to watch, Emma, what movie are you watching next month? I will say, I'll tell you up front, normally we do Modern Movie May, but we basically did Modern Movie March, so you can pick whatever you want. Okay, I was going to say, is there a theme that I'm supposed to be adhering Well, to? we normally do Modern Movie May, but we did Zombies 2 for March, so I'll count that as Modern Movie March. Got it. So pick whatever you want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. Do what, I, You can do what you want. I mean, we did like, this is a pretty old one, so maybe, and we just, we did a New one and an old one in sequence. So if you want to pick something like the middle from like the mid 2000s, that'd be good. 2010. Okay. Um, Starstruck. Oh, I've heard that one's really good. I've actually. heard that's really good. I've never seen it. It stars Sterling Knight, from who is Sunny in everything. Yes, yes. And yes, oh, yes. and Hannah Montana, right? Yes. Yes. He was yes. the Jake. He's also randomly was also in Melissa and Joey, bringing oh, it full circle. Full circle, baby. Yeah, he was the like rock, not rock star. He was like an actor. He was the actor on the teen drama in no, the no, same no, studio was, that Sunny with the Chance film. Right, but he who was he on Hannah Montana? Was he? He was, also he was just act- a love interest at one point, but I don't. Maybe yeah, but he was he, a famous. He was, actor. he was also famous. Yeah, as I don't the thing because there's like a part in Hannah Montana where she reveals that she's Miley to him because their relationship goes so far and like he tries to be normal for her but he can't I don't remember you know the night's first role was Disney as an episode of Hannah Montana playing Lily's boyfriend Lucas oh he plays Lily's boyfriend 
The uh, you're thinking of Jake, the the one that's like an ongoing love interest. Yes, like Jake, Hannah I'm Montana. thinking that of, you're thinking of a different guy, but I'm he think- is in Hannah Montana. And then, um, and then Sunny with a Chance. He then he's the uh, yes, the Chad Dylan Cooper on Sunny with a Chance who plays the lead cast member of Mackenzie Falls. Yes, that teen yes. drama. Yes, Sunny with a Chance now on Disney Plus. Watch it while you're in quarantine. It's great. And he's in Seventeen again as the the son. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the yes, yes. And but who's the main girl that she that is with him in what Starstruck? Oh, I have no idea. I've never seen this woman before in my life. Um, I thought it was Demi Lovato, but it's not. It's definitely not. No, it's Danielle Campbell. I don't know. She's that. hot. Okay. I, the originals. I guess she's in that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So we'll do Starstruck next month. That'll she's be from fun. Hinsdale? We haven't done that many. Uh, aside from zombies, have we done any other musicals this year? No. Is this a musical? I, I don't so. even know. I thought so. I don't Maybe. even know. We'll I find thought, out together, I friends. Was, we'll find out next month. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me online at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everyone supporting me on there. But most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Decomedy Podcast. Give us a follow and become a loyal D-Comrade. But you should also give us a rate and review on the old iTunes or Google Play or whatever lets you rate and review us because we really, really appreciate it. Really, really helps us out. You guys have been super, super nice with it, and we love you. We especially love it when you tweet about the show and just let people know. It's really nice. Something like really makes makes my day. We hope you guys are hanging in there all right during these crazy times. Woo. But So we hope we can help you out a little bit with that. Um, oh, also, if you need uh, more things to listen to while you're quarantined, uh, check out audioentropy.com. There's a bunch of great shows on there that are cool. Um, hope everyone's staying safe and yeah. healthy in the quarantine. Everyone's um, doing all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this month, guys. Come back in May where we are going to be starstruck. But uh, until then, if you want to get through this quarantine, make sure you keep your horse senses sharp. Keep your senses about you, especially your horse one. Bye-bye. The D-com. sixth sense. D-D, that's the sixth sense is horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horses are the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when, oh my gosh, that's why it's called horse sense. Because he realized he, and he taps into that inherent sense of when you're driving, you see horses and you go, oh, horses. horses. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Decoms forever. Uh, can I get a sparkling water, please? So, what about Aspen? Please tell me you're gonna come. There's no way that I can go to Aspen now. I, I just got here. But it'd be so much fun. We're going out as a company jet and staying at Kevin Hosner's. <laughs> I told you, if I don't do exactly what they say and obey the rules, there won't be any French Riviera. Ugh, well, you better be a good boy then. I can't imagine Europe without you. I will. You have a good time, okay? Say hi to your dad for me. I will. Love you. Yeah, me too. All right, bye-bye.